0: i <laughs> welcome folks to the latest
1: episode of Sorcery and Shenanigans. Uh, I am your DM Wayne and we're going to introduce the rest of the group now in a second uh, but we're going to march on into uh, our little quick announcements at the beginning uh, starting with our sponsors. Our returning sponsor Dublin City Comics, Uh great bunch of folks really like have supported us from the beginning uh, and have are, you know, giving us a, a ton of giveaway prizes that have, have made their way across the world at this stage, around the globe to people um, even with some postal errors thanks to UPS um, but um, DCC, Dublin City Comics, fantastic uh, group of folks and they have given us another I mean the giveaway prize this month is, if you're a D&D fan, particularly a Drizzt and fan, it's a massive prize um, so yeah, do check them out. DublinCityComics.ie is their website and web store, which you can also go into them on Capel Street. They've got a fantastic store on Capel Street in Dublin City Centre. and You can go in and check them out there. They've got a, a, a huge a plethora of secondhand uh, comic, book, comic books, figures, brand new comic books, brand new figures, models, gunpla, just a crazy amount of stuff. So go, go check them out there. Brilliant bunch of folks. Um, our second sponsor, our returning sponsor, Dakota Irish. Um, are returning again and again to giving us a discount code you can see it there at the bottom of the screen right there it's the same discount code as the last episode but they just said to us you know what extend it it's all good so the discount code for this month's episode uh, is beer holder that will get you a discount on their web store for all of their dice dice trays ttrpg accoutrement um, they've got so many cool things up there uh, that could help you with your tabletop RPGing. Um they've got binders, they've got card holders, statues, um, tower, dice towers, dice trays, they're gorgeous. Um, so go check them out. They're a great bunch of folks. That's the uh, dakotairish.com uh, is their website. So thanks again to our sponsors. Um, and here are the rest of the team. Here's everyone. Um Hi, folks. Um, so just, he's all there, yeah. Yeah, we're here. Check your yeah. audio. Yeah, cool. Because I couldn't hear you there for a second. It was like, eh. but there he is it. That's <laughs> all good. <laughs>
2: it's really it's well behaved. Silent checks. Yeah,
1: very well behaved. Very well behaved. <laughs> so, uh, welcome um, back to Source and Shenanigans, uh, where we last left off, the group had escaped from the Shard of Night, and I have to pronounce that correctly because somebody told me on the message that it sounds like I said the Shard of Night. But <laughs> no, the Shard of Night, uh, in Neverwinter, they had escaped from it um, after finding the artifact for Von Breck, the uh, the friendly uh, wizard that was helping them decipher uh, Mingna and Zilzara's kind of arcane tattoos that appeared on their bodies. But a chase
3: Thermaturgical ta- tattoo.
1: Thermaturgical yeah, And that's three times fast. Uh, yes. Yeah, um, well-drinking. <laughs> they had escaped after a, a group from uh, Waterdeep had followed them up north to Neverwinter to try and track them down at the behest of both the Xanath Thieves Guild and the Xantarum. Uh They tracked them to Von Breck's house and tried to accost them in the back of a wagon only to have them be freed by a Daywalker vampire maid of Von Breck himself. She a rake of the guards and, and mercenaries uh also we had a bit of Aquinocide.
2: is that what you're talking uh-huh. you? yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> about that. yeah oh, oh, yeah there's
1: a an interesting use of the heat metal spell by our good bard gray um which led to some interesting situations. Um, But they then escaped on a ship out of Neverwinter Bay, out into the trackless sea, where they have spent the last four days kind of sailing, just to get away from the port of Neverwinter and get away from their pursuers and make up a plan. Because at the end of the last session, they managed to make contact with Captain Mingna's ship, Spelljammer ship, the Silver Spear, which is at this very moment rocketing its way to them through the void. So four days have passed. You find yourself still on the ship. Um, You have been doing multiple things. And I'm going to go around each of you in turn and ask what each of you have been doing over the last four days, um, be it interacting with the crew or yourselves or whatever. So I'm going to start with Lopan. Um, Lopan, what were you doing over the last four days as the ship kind of just not so much aimlessly but ha- sailed at a quick pace out into the trackless sea, um, past the likes of uh, Gundaloon and past the Purple Rocks in Neverwinter Bay and out into the wide ocean? So, what are, have you been doing for the last four days?
2: Well, um, this is not actually Lopan's first time being on a boat, he's been on a few times, but mostly in his when he was uh, a teenager. Him and his sister used to kind of sneak off for the weekend and kind of uh grab any ship that was going out to sea for a little bit and and help them out so like as soon as um we got on the boat and like he knew he could kind of go off and kind of like you know see what the boat was like and what whatnot he literally went up into the um the crow's nest or as he likes to call it the rabbit hutch and he's kind of just uh made his his nest his warren there you know he, he, he like He's trying to remember all the stuff that he learned, and obviously, because it's been so long, he's forgotten it. He's kind of tying down his the the his belongings that like the, the belongings that he likes to keep on his per person. Anything important, he knows to put it down in the hold, uh, or else like on a bad stormy night, it might go off, uh, fly off into the ocean. But um, yeah, he's he's doing that. Um, he's also like trying to help out the crew, uh, you know, kind of like right. just kind of keep them. He doesn't want He he knows that he can just sit there until something happens. But uh, that's that's not he he's, that's not the the rabbit he is. So he's helping with the crew, he he kind of getting to know them. Um, he'll also try and maybe get a, a poker night going if there isn't one already. And um, <laughs> but um, when when you do see him, you see like sometimes he he'll be off on his own just like, you know, mopping the deck or something, but uh, he has a, like, he's no bard, but he he sometimes kind of like, you know, mumbles to himself, remembering old songs that he, him and his sister used to come up with, but he's always like, you know, you know, like getting them wrong and saying the wrong words. And uh, if you might, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little ditty that he's singing and oh, mopping now. Here we go, a little sea shanty. Yeah, a little sea shanty. So like, he's there on the decks mopping, he's like, now kind of keeping it low to himself, you know, uh, doesn't realize that people will be able to hear it, but he's like, yo, no, yo, no. A pirate's life is glee. glee. Waves are crashing, boats are bashing while we're on the sea. Yo, no, yo, no, a pirate's life is glee. Getting it wrong, totally. Just one more verse. <laughs> uh, he goes on uh, Yo, no, yo, no, a pirate's life is glee. Robbing from the bad doesn't make me sad. Gold in me pocket. Don't tell him where I got it, yo no, yo, no, a pirate's life is glee, and yeah, then he goes back to mumbling, like, kind of going, like,
0: I
1: don't know, I'm
2: getting that wrong, bollocks, and uh, yeah, that's what he's doing. That was
1: amazing. Oh, Oh, pure, pure Ronnie Drew right there, Jesus. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, so you've played a couple of hands of poker uh roll me uh roll me a d20 there please
2: well here he, well here's the thing he will lose yeah with the crew he will lose open to well open yeah for the for the he's trying to get find out everybody's tell
3: okay oh he's, he's hustling literally yeah
2: the first couple of days maybe the first couple of nights he loses and then on the fortnight then we'll see Okay, well, roll no. a d20 for me. All right. Um, uh, well, that's a, a roll to the 19. Is it? Just,
1: yeah, just a straight roll, that's all it is. Yeah, I need. 19. You have lost 19 gold in your poker games, <laughs> learning about tells and different things. Mm-hmm. You've lost yeah. big, like 19 gold's a lot of cash to lose on a boat, but you feel mm. like, you know, you're, you're putting your money in because you know you're gonna win it all back at some stage. Mm-hmm um so that's over the first two nights what happens for the the next two
2: um i'll try like everyone's invited to the thing it's you know like good to get to know the crew swap stories and whatnot yeah just and and also like remember crew you know it might be handy to shout someone's name if we ever get attacked sure yeah yeah. that's, that's it it's i'm just kind of getting used to the quiet it's been kind of on the go really crazy up until yeah. now and now like we're we've been on this the sea for four days and you know it's so just playing cards you know shooting sure. breeze.
0: there's and...
2: any um you know communal beer or wine or mead uh lopan will be thinking about <laughs> oh one the most important thing i forgot lopan likes to blend in so as right. soon as he got up and got changed for the entire rest of the trip he is wearing an eye patch on his left eye oh and he's God. wearing one of those kind of like wide brimmed straw hats um, right and he does refer to it as his pirate hat but everyone does know that it's not a pirate hat but have yet to come up and ask him why and he's opened his uh, his blue shirt a little bit more because uh, only because that's what he sees uh, like other crew doing and yeah, never yeah. understands that but kind of, you know, the eye, the eye patch, he gets it because you rest one eye while you, you use the other one. And we all know that one good eye is better, you know? And the, the hack does keep off the sun and, you know, it's good for a storm. It also looks cool. You
1: do get to know the crew over, over the four days and, and they, they totally tolerate you because they're winning your gold. So they're like more than happy to, you know, you know, hang out with this rabbit who's very, very eager to play poker and lose dramatically. You, 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 get, to, you get a lot of their names uh, in particular, the captain's name, she is called Elhis Ankerfist. And she oh, is, um, you've seen her. I mean, obviously on the four days she's been on the, on the deck uh, moving about. You've had, you know, you've seen her in conversation. She's mm-hmm. acknowledged you there. Um, she is uh, a mountain dwarf, um, stocky, long ginger braids, um, a big kind of ginger mohawk and braids down the side of her hair. Uh, her ears are filled with earrings, massive hoops, um, Diamond from each lo- uh, earlobes Coming um,
3: after my own heart.
1: Yeah, her 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 sideburns are plaited, and they have Amazing. kind of like streaks of gold and silver through them that seem to decorate it. Um Amazing. Sharp, be- sharp aware eyes, rosy cheeks, um, a cheery enough disposition. But you know, she gives off an air of not to fuck with her. She's mm-hmm. brawny, big, you know, not broad, but like. Like she's got muscles, like she's got massive arms and covered in tattoos all over her body uh, that you can see. She wears like she wears like a, a leather waistcoat over a, a kind of a high collared red shirt um, kind of wide britches, uh, not striped, but kind of a dark color to the maroon and then large leather boots. She's no weapons on her that you can see of any kind. She does have her accoutrement of, like, you know, her compass, her telescope, and every now and again you see her take both of them and, you know, make adjustments on, star, on, on on sea charts and stuff like that. But you can't really, like, while you see other members of the crew have, like, cutlasses and, and, and some of them have um, kind of arcane um, boxes or jewels or whatever strapped to their rings, but, like, they're mainly carrying blades or pikes or whatever. Uh, and there's weaponry stowed, but the captain doesn't seem to carry any weaponry of any sort. And she kind of doesn't give you all a wide berth, but she and she does acknowledge your presence. And you know, maybe maybe she'll have a conversation with one or two of you over the next over the four days you've been traveling. Um, but the crew, in particular, um, where's my list coming in? Sorry, I had a list there. Um, so you have a couple of different members of the crew that you've gotten to know. Um, you have uh, Samuel Silvertooth, who is a human male um middle-aged like leathery skin tan to fuck like a, a typical like thinking you like think like anthony quinn when he's about 50 that's who you're looking at like you know silver hair olive skin just like lines through it. like he looks like he's well worn um a pure semen um
4: we're letting you away with that one we're <laughs> just letting you have that
1: one yeah um <laughs> And he, he is jolly enough and and, and and has won a few hands of cards against you, uh, Lopan. Uh, there's also uh, 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 Lyra Lyrander, who is um, uh, a female half-elf, uh, tall, skinny, bone-thin, actually. Like, looks malnourished in some way. Very high cheekbone, pointed, like you could cut glass on them. Um slick black hair tied back into a kind of a a ponytail that drapes in over her shoulders Um, she seems to be very much part of the navigation crew she's generally poring over sea charts and helping the captain plot uh, courses Uh, you also have this is an interesting individual, Um, you can't tell whether he's kind of a he's half dwarf, half orcish he's got a kind of a uh, he's definitely a kind of a, a, a greenish palette to his skin, but with dwarfish features and pointed ears. Definitely a half breed of some sort. Uh, and this guy, he's kind of, he, they just generally call him Jim, but he tells you that his name is uh, Brother Blackheart. Um, but everyone just calls him Jim. Like, the, 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 all the crew don't have any kind of fanciness about his name, but he's like telling you, like, who he's. I'm brother Blackheart and he's like, That's Jim, you know. And yeah. Jim is like the handyman around here. Anything that needs any leaks that need plugged, that's what he does, and he fixes that
0: ship's uh, carpenter.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Then Did you have cool cook there. Well, no, there is a cook. There is a cook, uh, Nolan Nolegs is the name of the cook, oh and he is pretty much <laughs> kept in the bowels of the ship and pokes his head up every now and again. You hear him hobbling up onto the deck and sticking his head out, shouting when grub is ready um he he does have two peg legs that he keeps down in the hold and um, that are kind of stationary in the kitchen but he kind of zips around his kitchen without any issue whatsoever and, and he's, he's a pretty good cook for what it is it's like seafood so i mean you know um the rest of the crew are kind of a mishmash of of fresh hires that you're kind of like are seem to be on edge all the time because they're trying to impress the captain um, uh, and then you've got one or two other ones um, there's one particular individual who is uh, it, it, he, he kind of he's kind of like a shit tiefling basically he's, he, um, he, he is a tiefling but his horns are tiny um, he looks like he's a bit overweight and tieflings usually give off this self confidence and sexual charm this androgyny that people are always drawn to not this guy this guy's called Anthony Barrel Wax, and he is like Wax, W-H-A-C-K, uh, Wax. Um, and he is kind of like the uh, the butt of a lot of jokes on the ship when jokes are being played. Uh, and he takes them in good jest, and he's been with the crew a long time. And he's another one that kind of helps, helps with the rigging. Um, and is him and Lopani, you obviously see him hanging out of the sails most of the days when, he's, when you're, they're changing course or they're dropping sail or whatever they're doing. Um, And they're the main characters that you've gotten to know over the last couple of days. Um, Is there anything else, Lopan, you've done over the last four days that you can think of, apart from your excellent singing and losing at poker?
2: Um, I think that's enough. I am in the crow's nest, actually, with the uh, telescope. Um, Who knew? I just grabbed it because it looked cool. Uh, But it's actually of use, so I will be doing that, Um, being on lookout for, you know, when it's needed. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. Gray,
1: what have you been doing over the four days at sea yourself?
4: uh, Gray uh, has a mild motion sickness, ever so slight. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's not great. So uh, Gray kind of distracts himself. He 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 read somewhere that lying down helps. So he lies down and he puts his his loot on his chest and he's been practicing a few things and he's added to the ballad of the ballad of the, the squad which he hasn't named yet and uh, I'm gonna keep teasing until I perform it for real. Um uh he offers he was offering to like Shin up the masses and stuff like that, and help with things. And then he realised that he was putting people's nose out of joint because there's people who specialise in the rigging and things like that. So okay. He, so once they once he dialled back on that a little bit, and they realised that he didn't mean anything by it. And um, uh, he he mostly uh hangs around with the with the quieter people on the on the ship, the shyer people. He's drawn to to kind of the shyer people the younger people and things like that Uh, he's been kind of worried that he hasn't been praying and he remembers a time when he was more pious and a bit more spiritual and he feels he's been a bit distracted from it so he's tried to kind of center his mind a little bit more over the last while but it's it's been difficult because he literally can't censor himself while he's rocking back and forth. (laughs) So so he finds little hidey holes to lie down in, um, as well as uh, his own, his own bunk, wherever, uh, uh, wherever he's been put. And he hasn't seen his, like he's kind of hanging out with lesser members of the crew more than with the actual gang, but that's just because he figures he knows what the gang are up to. Like, you know, and they'll check in with each other. So um, that's been that's been it really. Quite, do me quite a favor. Often.
1: So yeah, let's let's go back to one of your praying moments here. So what? Yeah. Remind me again, what goddess or god do you pray to? Give me a
4: second. I'm just gonna
1: I'm gonna go in here.
2: You know your man. Yeah, the
1: monster. I Who
3: lives in the, in the, in the clouds?
1: Um, I know you had told me this before, and I think it's it on, it's in It's in your character sheet. Uh... Um,
4: yeah, I was just <laughs> just wondering if my buddy in my. Uh, in my uh, backstory bit, I remember that I just put in, I put a joke into my story section just to make Wayne laugh whenever he read it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, just at the end of my bio here, it says ratatiki ta ta. Yeah, yeah I'm Buzzy yeah.
1: Bitch. I'm Buzzy Bitch. So, um, let me
4: see. I have it, sorry, when I have it in my in my. That's in my okay. Book. Um, It is, let me just see if I put it in here.
1: So what we're gonna do in this instance when you when you fear because I know you told me and I thought it was it was in here, but uh apologies for not knowing myself. Um but we're gonna do like you're gonna try and center yourself um through this, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So um you're gonna try and find your quiet space and the ship is rocking a bit and it's not too bad. It's a calm enough sea. Um there haven't really been many squalls that you've been at when you've been out here. Um and you are trying to find a calm, quiet area, which yeah, I your- haven't
4: I have an amulet, which is kind of my, uh, my religious artifact.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, so you are, um, you, you find a nice quiet spot. The sea is a calm. It's a kind of a calm afternoon right. and in a, a dark corner down in the kind of the, the hold of the ship. And there's a bit of light coming in through the you know the the grate at the top of the the top of the deck, and there's some light beaming in, it's a bit of sunlight. And it's a calm area. There's you know the usual dust mites hanging in the air. And there's the smell of the sea and that briny scent. And you try and kneel or kind of curl yourself up and focus. Um me and religion check, please.
0: Okay. Um
4: Sorry, I was just what I get. I was trying to do something clever there a second ago. Hang on. It's all good. Uh, Religion check. Uh... Nineteen.
1: Nineteen. Very good. Nice. Okay. So you kind of lie, you kind of put your head down, you start to focus, and you start to reach out. Um let me see now. Up so here, here we go. You worship Timora, the goddess of good fortune. So you reach out to Timora, kind of closing your eyes, your tail, you kind of feel your tail start to slow behind you, and you focus on that sense of the, the waves as they kind of slowly slosh against the side of the ship. And then you kind of start saying your silent prayer to yourself. With that high of a row, it's kind of weird. It's the same sensation you had when you were all trying to break through the communication to the silver spear, that magical barrier that you had to push through in order just to get the basic signal out. It's like there's something similar, something arcane in nature And while you feel your prayer is definitely going out into the ether, um, and while you haven't talked to Timori, you talked to Timor in a while, your fortune has been good. And you have been lucky, so you feel like that they have been watching down on you. But now you suddenly get a feeling that there's something in between you. And while you are praying or even giving offer to your God. You feel that now, right now, in this moment, it might not be getting through to them. And as you kind of come back out of your trance, and you you're kind of start to come back into the moment, you look up and you see, sitting on a barrel, just staring at you, you see the young maid, her pale skin, and she's kind of keeping herself, even though she's a day walker, she's kind of keeping herself away from the sunlight. She's in the bowels of the ship. For most of the time. And you have seen her over the last couple of days. And she kind of looks over at you, kind of her head cocked to one side. She's like, what were you doing?
4: Oh, hey. Uh, I was uh, praying. I suppose.
1: Oh. Um, Does that help in any way?
4: Sure. Uh there was a time when it always has, there was a time when I felt like it connected me to a God. And then there was a time when it was just a quiet time for me. And that wasn't bad either. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's no way to measure if it works other than if it makes you feel like something good's happening. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might not be for everybody, but what's the harm, you know, it's a a few moments to yourself you can reach out with your, with your essence into the world, see what happens.
1: Ah, She kind of contemplates, thinks about it for a second and then, She's just, it's kind of like an awkward silence hangs between the two of you in the bells of the ship. And she kind of looks at you again, her head kind of just turns quickly, and her eyes focus on you. Do you know, my God, when they were my God, did this to me? Huh? I don't think praying. Is for everyone. But she kind of just slowly turns and just walks deeper into the ship. Arthur. Leaving you leaving you to yourself. She just you just see her kind of just like she's pale and her clothes are kind of like light in, in, in colour, if nearly all drained of colour. But she just you just see her vanish into the darkness as it just seems to engulf her and she's gone into the deeper into the ship, in between all the crates. And you just hear this again. You're just left with the sloshing sound of the ocean against the side of the ship as you're standing in the be- in, in the hold by yourself. Um, is there anything else you wanted to do over those four days? Is there anything else you anyone else you wanted to talk to or interact with or anything like that?
4: No, I mean I just got the world's biggest well, actually. So that was that was. <laughs> 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 no,
0: I'm
4: just hanging out. Uh, just. Uh hanging out uh and um making use of myself and trying not to get in the way
1: okay um one of the deckhands does take kind of pity on you not allow not not kind of getting into the uh, or helping with sails and they do offer to show you a couple of knots and some tricks and guide you on how to pull the uh basically set the sails and set up the rigging over like a day or so um roll a me let um, me see now which proficiency modifier is. Your proficiency modifier is. Where the bug is which is, which is, again? is two. So roll me. Bop, 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 bop. Fuck it. Give me an acrobatics check because you're going to be going up and down the rigging just to see. Yeah, it. baby. Yeah. You can get yeah. high on that one. Let
4: me get all to on your ass. <laughs> Uh, that's a twenty-six, bro. Wow! Oh you take skies. to the rigging
1: like like it was like second nature, and any apprehension you had beforehand, and any apprehension the crew had, it completely fades away as you leap between the masses of the ship, and the you with your little you know tow beans, you are just <laughs> you're learning all the knots and everything, and it's just full on. Um, and by this by the the third day, you are it's like second nature too. Um, So you can mark that down in your character sheet somewhere that you have that ability that you, whenever you roll on um, kind of ship handling, which may become more prominent, depending Mm -hmm. on where we may end up. What kind of
0: ship? Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Definitely with sails on uh, this type of ship or generally any type of ship, you have advantage. Okay, Good. so make, make a note of that. Um, and so with Lopan, you know, Kulhan looking the crew, uh, Grey is, you know, having issues with, with praying and also learning a new skill. Zilzara, for those four days at sea, what were you doing?
3: So, like, the true mopey, emo so-and-so that she is, um, she's <laughs> A lot of time, particularly during the day, in her cabin, avoiding people. Cool. Um, remind me what class Mingna is.
1: Mingna is a ranger.
3: A ranger. Okay.
1: Um, yeah. See now. Yeah. Mingna is a ranger slash rogue. So she multi classes.
3: Okay. Cool. Um. So. Uh, she is like, she knows what Lopan's up to. She's happy to let him do her thing. While uh, while um, Grey's been sick, she uh, a couple of times created a, an ice knife for him to suck on to help with the sickness, but she doesn't tell anybody because she doesn't want anyone to know she's been nice. <laughs> um,
1: a, a nice knife.
3: A, ni- a nice ice nice knife pop. that he can lick. Um, And and hopefully help with his uh, dicky tummy. Um, But because she spends the day in the cabin, um, she goes out for a wander at night on the ship. So um, the last few nights, she could be found on the bow of the ship with some wine, sitting quietly, watching the stars, um, occasionally joined by the maid, She kind of quite... She's a little bit taken with the maid. She reminds her of somebody from many, years ago. Um, and the fact that the maid doesn't seem to need to talk can be quite quiet. Z is happy with this as well, you know. Um, so, uh, and also she's been spending a bit of time with Ming Na as well. Um, so I suppose she's been strengthening her alliances with two. Women who she seems as who she deems as quite formidable, very either physically strong or incredibly intelligent. Hmm. Um, because uh, Mingna is a ranger and with Rogue you say as well. Yeah, they have been having uh, moonlight sparring matches on the deck.
1: Very nice. I uh, like it. Okay, so you know, right. Not? So what we're going to do here is friendly
3: sparring matches.
1: Sure. Obviously. So Mingna is going to. Give you a few lessons in
3: excellent
1: ranger ing and also in roguing. So, the the ranger side of it is obviously like the tracking, that that type of thing, and you can do a bit of that at sea. Like, you can, she shows you like how to read maps and track and all that type of thing. But the rogue part of it, she teaches you more subterfuge because you have a blade and you know how to use it, but she gives you a bit more to it. Um, like the dagger, I think the dagger you have of twin daggers twin daggers and you get the stats on them there now they're just basic daggers okay they are, yeah. so over the four days which isn't a long time but think the think the montage in stardust when charlie is charlie cox is learning how to do all the different things and he gets his yeah. hair done and by robert de niro and that type of thing and obviously he turns tristan becomes super cool um it's that type of a thing you know you're learning how to to, to literally do the dance of the rogue with the blades. And I want you. We're going to do a couple of rolls here. Um, Roll me some acrobatics, and then roll me some stealth. So both. So roll acrobatics first, and then roll some stealth.
3: Uh, I do it on the thing. Use my my dice. I'll probably regret this, but anyway. So acrobatics first. Yeah. I rolled a seven.
1: Okay plus 1 so um, that's an 8
3: no it was a 6 7 plus one. oh sorry yeah, sorry sorry 7 sorry. total
1: yep yeah, yeah. yeah. and step uh, 12 plus 1 13 wow that's installed. so um what happens here is like you like mina is so much better at you with the blade like she just she she doesn't go hard on you and like you said it's a friendly kind of a thing but you can definitely see her abilities a way match yours. And you learn a few tricks with the blade, but no, like you learn how to handle it a bit better. You get better with positioning. She shows you weak points on, on certain bodies, different races, where to where to hit a half-orc to hurt them, where to kind of slice the tiefling to make them be damaged, where to actually poke a gnome for him to tell you the secrets that they don't, you know, that type of thing, like you know, interrogation techniques. But then with stealth, as you're on the ship, you, you learn how to hide in plain sight to a a bit more. And she kind of teaches you a few bits and bobs on how to be there present in the moment, but also be quiet. Kind of like think, (laughs) can't believe I'm gonna do this, but think Drax where he's like, I'm standing so still, moving so slowly that you, it's that level of like you're there in the moment, but people forget you're there, that type of thing. Mm. Okay. So, with that training with uh, Captain ming um mark this on your character sheet that going forward, you're going to have advantage on stealth saving throws. Or stealth rolls. Stealth checks. Sorry, stealth checks. Mm-hmm. So, when you want to stealth, stealth you've got advantage on it. So, um,
3: roll twice.
1: Roll twice and take the higher.
0: Yeah,
1: perfect. Um Thank so you. that's that. Now, with the maid, you're right. You've spent quiet nights just Looking at the stars, looking at the ocean, quietly rolling in front of you as the ship either is at anchor. I drink, she, she
3: doesn't. Maybe she finds a rat on board.
1: She, she, funnily enough, um, you never really see her eat, but mm-hmm. she seems, even though she, again, even though she's a day walker, she seems more alive at nighttime and happy mm-hmm. to be in your presence. Um, and you've seen her socialize with, with like, Von uh, Breck. You've seen her socialize with maybe with Graham with Lopant to with a degree, not overly social, but kind of being there. They may not not have noticed that she was there, but she's been around them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when she's with you, she seems very relaxed. And over the oh and it takes a couple of it takes at least two of the nights where she starts to sit a bit closer to you on the bow of the ship. And on the third night, she speaks up. And she's looking at the stars and she's like. You know, my father, he was a cruel man, but he taught me about the stars, and he named me after that one there, and she points far off in the distance. I know, I know von refers first me as the maid. I, I do trust him, but, and he has helped me in my struggle to keep my humanity as such. But he does not know my name. She kind of looks up at you. I sense that you hide a lot of yourself from the people around you. I can identify with that. And she kind of slides off the bow of the ship and starts making her way back towards the back of the ship and um, the stern and kind of towards down into the down below of the ship. And just look, like, just as she's about a couple of feet away, she turns around. and She goes, "The name of that star is Veronus. My father named me Veronica after it, honey." I haven't spoken that name to anyone in quite some time. And she just goes to the, to kind of the hold ship, and she just walks away, leaving you at the top of the ship. Put your glass of wine by yourself. Um, is there anything else you want to do over the four days?
3: Um, I suppose myself and Mingna and Van may have had more chats with regard to our
1: chats. Um, chats on tats.
3: Chats on tats. Um, to see if, like, can I ask actually, have they grown at all? Have they changed at all? No, they've remained static. They've
1: remained pretty much the same. There's still a kind of a, right. a greenish glow off them. Yeah. And whenever you kind of, if you've done any kind of spell casting or used any magic over these four days, there but is I a death. Defi-
3: himself
1: at least yeah so there is definite um they definitely glow and there's a definite aura that comes off them when you use your arcane abilities they
3: react to magic
1: yeah now point in order um whenever magic is used on the ship you can sense it you can actually sense it you can taste it in the air it's like it's like burning of ozone you can just feel it and
3: so I wouldn't kind of, have had that ability before I had the
1: tattoos. You would have been able to if you had focused. If you had focused. Yeah, this, but like, not. But not. It doesn't, like, it doesn't like, it's not like a spider sense where you're just like, you can feel that there's something happening somewhere in your vicinity. Yeah. Um, and you can mark this on your character sheet as well, that you have kind of an arcane sense now within 120 feet, that you can sense, mm. that automatically sense that there's arcane abilities. And it's down to, upon investigation with Von Brecken, with, with uh, ming it's down to obviously these arcane symbols. One of the days. So does that mean? Sorry, yeah? I was, no I was
3: just going to ask. Does that mean Mingna has some arcane sensitivity now as well? Because she's not a magic user. Well, rangers are magic users. The... Rangers oh, are. Sorry, magic, they...
1: rangers have a bit of magic. Use. Not a lot, but they've got a bit. Pause. Not as much as you have, but yes, she does have to a degree. She has that same arcane sense, but not seemingly yeah. not as strong as yours. Yeah. Um and we're going to montage it a bit here on this and we're going to cross over our days here you hear one of the days you are kind of in your cabin and you can hear at the distance even at this range you can hear the the kind of the, the low guttural singing of Lopan from the deck uh, as he sweeps and then you hear like the the padding cuz you're not you're quite close to the kind of the, the the stairwell and the the ladders that go down into the hold of the ship and um you sense a curious feeling, kind of likely at first. Um, and then in your mind, you hear Lopan's voice. And Lopan is praying um, to their god. And you just, there's a very low kind of mumble at first. And you feel the arcane nature of it. You feel Lopan reaching out with his senses.
2: You mean gray oh gray sorry
1: gray. Sorry, sorry gray yeah, yeah you feel gray reaching out with his senses and there isn't a definite you know magical essence there because gray is magical but then you sense there's a wall there's a block somewhere in the ether and it kind of catches you off guard because it was it's similar again you you it's similar to when you were trying to push through that signal to the silver spear. Um but this is slightly different. There's something about it. It's like somebody is it's like somebody's holding up something to block it. And you can't understand what it is. And then as soon as you feel it then it's gone. And it's very strange. Mm-hmm. On the fourth day, you're all doing your usual thing. Pan, you're up in the you're up in the crow's nest. And uh, you're kind of like keeping an eye on the horizon. It's because a kind of a hazy mist. It's, it's kind of first thing in the morning. And mm-hmm. the crew, are, There's some of the crew are around. And you see the captain is standing up uh, at the wheel of the ship. And she's kind of like um, talking uh, to one of the mates uh, at, her, at her right side. And they're kind of looking over charts of where the to plot today. And Von Breck is up there. And you can even, whoever's around, you can be wherever you want to be at this point. Le, Zil, if you're still in your cabin, that's fine. Grey, if you're around... Uh, are you on deck or are you anywhere in the ship?
0: Uh,
4: what time of the day is it?
1: It's first thing in the morning.
4: Oh like uh, yeah, the sun has
1: just come up and there's like a mist hanging over the ocean.
4: I'm probably still on my bunk. Cool,
1: and it's like it's that it's that beautiful, cool sea morning air, and there's a, the, the sun is starting to peek up over the horizon and it's like it's like an orange mist uh, across the water, and. Von Breck is discouraged. Lopin, you can hear Von Breck, it's still, there's nothing out here. You see the
0: odd,
1: the gulls as they're flying by, but you're out in the open ocean, and there's nothing as far as the eye can see. And you can hear the muffled discussion of, of like, kind of, like, two more days, two more days out on sea, Von Breck kind of talking to the captain, and you can, you can kind of, like, hear the talk of price and exchange of coin and so on and so forth, and then talk of supplies. And then, I want you to roll me a perception check, please. Yeah, sure.
0: Everyone?
1: No, just Lopan, because Lopan's up in the crow's nest. Yeah.
2: Perception... It rolled off at 19 onto a 1. That's one. I roll
1: off
2: at 19 onto a 1. I was going to get
1: the a chance. The mist is heavy in the air, and... You can't really make much out past about 60 or so feet out you're up and you're looking down and the mist is hanging low on the ocean but there's a haze on the horizon as well you can't really see much and the ship is kind of making its way through the ocean and it's it's not really going in any particular direction and um, roll me a history check actually Lowpan, as well to see if you know much of the area of this particular part of the ocean because you have sailed before
2: Okay, that's just a, a straight eleven plus, eleven uh, plus or minus two. It you, so you
1: know the Sword Coast well enough, and you are on the trackless sea. You do know that this sea is vast and wide, and if you keep going in the direction you think you're going, you will eventually get to the pretty much not so much the forbidden realm, but the like the, the evermeet is where basically it's where the elves go. It's their place, mm-hmm. and it's outsiders aren't really welcome. And you, you know that meter is about another six to eight days travel, kind of like, west. Um, but you know that that doesn't seem to be the general direction you're going. You just seem to be meandering through the ocean. You've looped back on yourself a couple of times, but you're generally trying to keep out of main shipping lanes and sailing lanes. You haven't seen many other ships out here. Um, the morning creeps on, and one or two of the crew come up, check on you, Somebody brings up a breakfast plate to you uh, of your usual stuff that you have in the morning, um, some carrot juice, um, and you're left to your own devices. People, even one or two of the crews, like, um, another card game tonight, mate, if you're interested. Um, yeah, I, they're going to be trailing down some
2: um, some coin, it's going to be a good one. Some of you might well, like in,
1: win some of that back, you know.
2: I'm, I'm well, like, I, I'm having a bad, bad lot of look, like, but uh, you know. We like the company as well, so I'll give it a go. Like, you know, maybe luck might be on my side tonight or not. We'll you know, it,
1: you. C- it can't always be bad. You never know. You might win a few coins. Um,
2: yeah, I'll be t- definitely there. Like, you know, thanks, man. And they man. kind of
1: hobble back over them down down the kind of the the rigging and back onto the deck and head into the galley. Um, what are you two doing at this point? That the, the, the sun is now up in the sky. The mist is starting to kind of dissipate, and it's now becoming into mid-morning.
4: Yeah, I'm up. I come up. And um, I'm uh, walking around and nibbling on uh, a piece of
1: cheese. Okay, can you give me a perception check, please? Oh yeah.
4: Now, does it have to be as good as Darren's? Or
1: well, Darren's was terrible. So
2: you can eighteen. Get minuses.
1: Eighteen. <laughs> so, Gray, you're standing on the deck and you're looking. Kind of, you're on the. I I keep forgetting the names of parts of the ship. I should know this.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) The prow my own front. Port starboard. Um, You're you're on the, the port side and you're looking out over the ocean. And you're kind of just munching on this piece of cheese. And you look up and through the haze, you can see off in the distance, there's two dark dots just kind of seem to be pushing through the early morning mist or mid-morning mist that's okay. kind of now rising up off the ocean and kind of dissipating and it's kind of you look and you can kind of make out sails and they're definitely ships and they're oh. definitely coming towards you
4: oh uh okay uh i'm gonna i'm I uh, presume other people have noticed this, but I'm going to point it out to who's nearest to me. Which crew member is nearest to me?
1: You've got a couple of crew members, you know, milling about the place, um, kind of fixing stuff in place and, you know, up and down the rigging and stuff. The captain is up at the wheel and she's steering the ship, and you are moving on um, a leisurely pace, but you are moving, uh, kind of not in any general direction, but you're moving okay. along. The captain is just steering the wheel and she's just looking out ahead of her.
4: Okay. Hey, we got two ships on coming. How about that? Haven't seen anyone out here for a while.
1: The captain's like, two ships. Where, where, where are these ships? And uh,
4: just, just that way.
1: She kind of looks, and you see her pull out a spyglass, and she goes, and just and this looks off in the distance. Just like she looks down and starts shouting orders at the crew, lickety split, like real fast. She's like, um full sail, full sail, full sail, and she's like, she starts shouting, she's like, we need to move, we need to move now, we need to move now! Um, and she starts spinning the wheel and turning, and the ship just starts to careen, uh, Grey, you're hanging on for dear life, roll me an acrobatics check, please. Oh, yeah. Um, Zeal, where are you at this point?
3: Oh, still in my cabin, avoiding people.
1: The, the ship <laughs> Have I fallen to, out of my bunk? That's where sort of, the ship hits a sharp turn. You want me to roll you, acrobatics you just, as well? Yeah, you just feel your bed lurch. And you're hoofed through the air. Roll acrobatics. Grey, with that, as the ship turns, you manage to grab on with your ten. free hands. A ten. Um, Zildara, you tumble out of the bed. It was boom. Um, and uh, you're kind of the sheets and the pillow that was there just tumble down the top. And you're left kind of splayed on the ground. You're like, fuck. And it's like, you can feel the ship lurching as it turns. Um, Grey, you're hanging on onto the edge of the ship, uh, on, on, kind of the, the railing. Um, cheese still in hand. No issue there to you. Mm-hmm. no you're up in the crow's nest and you just feel the whole thing tilt and your all your shit that's in there which just starts to slide to one side and you're like what the fuck you just, your, your character sloshes out and kind of kind of splashes over your tunic and your open rabbit hair chest and and you hear the captain shout below um ships ahoy ships
2: ahoy uh, they're flying their colors
1: um, and you look out and you kind of look around and you can see off in the distance these two large dots, black dots starting to kind of grow larger and larger as they're moving towards you.
2: Can I put up my telescope <laughs> this time on the not on the eye patch eye, the other eye? So uh, I obviously wasn't paying attention. Um, I kind of look at the top and I go, Oh, well, there's son on that jeez. And like, what do I see? So that
1: telescope gives you what's the ability on that telescope?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know if you I, I can't remember. Um, did it give me anything extra? I think it did, it gave you, it gave you like- Oh geez, I should have written it
1: down I on thought you. I Did I not send them? I thought I sent them the thing to you, but uh, um, But anyway. Yeah, it, it literally, like you are, whoop, and zooms you right in. And you- Zoom, zoom, zoom. You see right up close, you see these two ships side by side, barreling through the water. Um, completely dark wood, black sails. Um, this crest that's flying on the
3: flag. Roll me a history
1: check, see if you know it. I'm
3: gonna untangle myself from my sheets and make my way onto the deck.
1: That's a 19. 19, you see the flag flag flying and you instantly recognize it. This is a mercenary pirate group with connections to Xanathar's thieves guild. Um, Oh no. They are led by a ruthless captain. These are his two ships. And he is known as a horrible bollocks of a cutthroat, um, oh. and he is—he's uh, not to be messed with. Um, what,
3: what gang did you say it was linked to? The Guild? The
1: Xanathars Guild, yeah. Um, the name of the captain in question is Theodore Lazar, the King of Thieves. Oh. Um, so Theodore Lazar, L-A-Z-A-R, the King of Thieves.
2: When when noticed, uh, when Lopan finally noticed them, he just like shouts down, it's like, ah, uh, lads, like the Bloyars are coming for us. That's Captain Lazarar's uh, ship, um, from the Zanatar's Gale, like, owns the bloody two of them."
1: You just hear a very loud "fuck" from the captain as she's fully spinning. Uh, Zazara, you're pushing your way through the kind of the, the cabin area out onto the deck, and the boat is now kind of the ship is now at itself. And you can feel that the, the wind catches the sails. Phoom, they go full gust, and it picks up speed. Um, and she kind of shouts out. You see the captain and shouts out to von Breck. We are not going to outrun these people. We need to outsmart them. And she kind of just, she she was like, bring up the start, bring up the charts, bring up the charts. And she kind of shouts uh, as the navigator brings up and starts pulling out charts. Um, she goes, we need to find somewhere to hide, um, find an island, anything. And you can you can hear the, the navigators freaking out. It's like, Captain, there's no there's nothing around here. We we're away from the shipping lanes. Find something. Um, so this pursuit is on. These two ships are gaining on you. The captain is trying her damnedest to keep this her ship flying. What are the three of you doing at this point?
4: Um, I uh I would love to cast bardic inspiration on sailing the ship, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheer the captain on anyway, and uh, and look at my buddies like it's on, <laughs> it's on.
1: Um, von Breck comes running across the the kind of the whole the, the, the deck of the ship, and is now over beside you, Gray, and he's looking out. Obviously, was like uh bollocks um right we're gonna have to oh where's maid um
3: i've made look. my way over to von breck and gray to see what character
1: right i know you look can handle yourselves so if we have to fight we'll fight but it's one ship against two so those odds are not great um our best I'm, chance i might be
3: able to help with that
0: really
1: yeah
3: well. do tell um, I'll need to wait until they get a bit closer, but um, I can cast a sleet storm in their direction.
1: That's a bloody good idea. I like that, like, uh, Captain, we might have a plan. She's like,
3: I'll take any fucking plan I can get, and she's like- But they, yeah. they need to be, they they can't be further away than 150 feet.
1: That's pretty damn close. Um, I know. Right, well, let's let's hold that in our back pocket for now. You know, last last ditch effort, I suppose. I mean, I've yeah. got some, I've got some abilities. I can, I can shoot fireballs these fuckers from a good range. Um, right, I think. And then you just hear, kind of from the front of the ship, you hear uh, one of the, the the crewmen is like,
0: "Land, coming on a sea land."
1: Through the mists, you just see the mists just kind of part, and off in the distance, a, a good maybe 400 feet away, you see this speck and it's growing. And the captain's like, what the, is that on the charts? And you see the you look at the navigators kind of freaking out, she's like, I've got nothing captain, I've got nothing. Um, as they're kind of going back and forth, he's like, I don't care. And the, the captain just wheels the ship and it just, you see it again, turn. And you all feel the, the kind of deck lurch, but the two ships are still catching up. Um, they they kind of gain some ground between you, but by the time you start getting within maybe 200 feet of the of this of this island that's cropped up out of nowhere, um, you can start to make out. It's quite it's large enough. It's it's not like tiny in any way. It's not like a small rock of a place. Um, you can guess it's probably about maybe about three miles across. Um, mm. So it's but the captain, you can, as you look up. At the captain as she's kind of like trying to steer the ship in and kind of move it into different um lanes towards this island kind of grabbing the current grabbing the wind uh, you can see a partially confused look on her face as the navigator beside her is just baffled looking at this map since so, are you kind of if are, are you still aware you're off. you're off with the group off to the side of the ship on the port side
3: yeah i'm near a uh, great
1: the crew are all milling about, um, and they, you know they're, they're ready. You see them readying cannons, readying weapons. Um, they're preparing to get boarded because these two ships are now bearing down on you. You can now see them in full relief, these massive, imposing looking ships, probably twice the size of this brig that you're on. And they are getting within firing range of their cannons. Um, they're not too far off, they're about, they're about 300 feet away. Um, you come within about 120 feet of the island and Silzara, you catch it straight away. Captain Mingna, who's now on deck, looks over at you and looks ahead at the island and you can just sense this arcane wave coming off of it.
3: Mm-mm. Now, lovely,
1: Now, Neverwinter and this part of the ocean are quite far north. And you have seen, throughout these four days that you've been at, at sea, you've seen the odd ice float. And, you know, the temperature has dropped and Lopan specifically yourself being up in the crow's nest, you've had to isolate, insulate yourself from in mm-hmm. a couple of blankets, heavy coats, the usual thing, earmuffs. And, but it, it's been quite mild over the last day or so. And then you see this island as you get closer and closer to it and it's covered in tropical flora and fauna. It is so out of place. It's it's like it's just this tropical island that's plopped up in the middle of the fucking Antarctic at this point,
0: yeah.
1: and it just it's it's kind of like confusing. But you can sense the arcane pulse coming off it. Um, the captain is wheeling the ship, and it's kind of coming in close and going around the kind of the the, the kind of the eastern side of the island, um, which seems to taper into a kind of a point at the end. But you can see that there's large tropical trees. Um, large kind of like floral bushes with massive red flowers on them. Um and kind of just off in the distance. Actually, everyone give me a perception check. Lopan, you can roll with advantage because you're up in the, you're still up in the crow's nest.
2: Perception,
1: yeah.
4: Yeah. Oh no. Oh, I gotta be nice. You
2: gotta be.
1: Kim, did you get a that one?
4: Not one, bro.
1: Okay.
2: <gasps> oh so. dear. Close oh, to a 20, 19. 19. Oh, no, sorry, 23. Okay. 23, okay. Um, Lopan,
1: you see this from up in the in the crow's nest, and uh, Zilzara, you've, you've run up to the front of the ship, and, and, and Mingna's right behind you uh, on your right shoulder, and you can see kind of off in the middle of the island, kind of poking out of the foliage, you see what looks like the top of a stone structure. But it's a good bit off, but you can still make it out, particularly with a nat 20. Nat 20 to a total of... 21. 21. So you do, you can see it. And Lopan, you can see it as well. And there seems to be like, you know, um, some form of, of bird floating and fly, Sorry, flying around parts of the island as well. And you can hear kind of, as you get closer, you can hear those wildlife sounds. Um, But there's definitely a structure in the center of this island. And it definitely 100% looks out of place because as you, as the ship comes in and the captain like runs down upstairs, like, we are not going to outrun these people. We are going to have to disembark and try and lose them in the jungle. We have advantage. We're ahead of them. They're going to take time. They're a bigger ship. They're not going to be able to coast the island as we've gotten, but we can drop it down, get in the boats and row. That is our only hope. We're not going to be able to beat them cannon to cannon. Um, and that's our suggestion. Now, what did the group want to do here at this point?
4: Well, uh, Kim wants to throw one in for Fred Fletch and yell, the trees! To the
0: trees! <laughs> to the trees!
4: But gray wouldn't do that cuz that's nonsense. So I just I grab everything sharp uh uh that I have and uh go with them to to help hide people and and uh, set traps and things.
2: Okay. So, Lopan has has an idea. He's kind of like we'll come down from, when he's hearing all this like that they're going to be moving. He's going to climb down and kind of like maybe look you know like if we're going to leave the ship is there any way we can put the cannons on a bit of a timer so while we're, like, in the little boat making for the island, the cannons will give them the impression we're still in here?
1: Um... Uh, it's And an Von Brexler, it's not a bad plan. Um, I mean, we could do something, I suppose. You're not damaging my ship, alright? Oh no, any- we're not
2: gonna blow it up, I swear. I you, like, thinking maybe long fuses, like?
1: Um, okay. This is what you're going to do for me, Lopan. You're going to give me a survival check and see if you can fashion uh-huh. some... And it's it's uh-huh. going to be with disadvantage because you are doing this against the clock because these ships are bearing down on you.
2: Don't no, worry. Oh. Let me just find survival. Uh, there. Oh, God. With disadvantage. All right, well... Disadvantage. I might not have to... Ro- right. so hang on. I'll ro- I did I, It rolled before. Well, there's an 11. Actually, uh, you know what? I'm not
1: going to be that cruel. Just do a roll. I'm not going to make you do this.
2: All right, uh, 11. 11. 11.
1: Okay. And Von Breck is going to help you. Okay, that's not bad, Fourteen from Von Breck. So together with Von Breck, you manage to get together and fashion these long fuses and a trail of gunpowder that leads up to the deck where you disembark onto the rowboats that go into the the island. So just as you're about to disembark, Von Breck's like, right, we're gonna light these fuses, it's gonna take a while, and they'll zigzag up the deck and the cannons will fire off. We might get a lucky shot in, no real aim, it's going to be tough But it'll give them the impression we're on the ship And was like, but well, they might fire back And the kind of comes like They're going to fire back at my ship You told me you weren't going to damage it And she's kind I'm of in the, She's in the, she's kind of getting into the boat And the rest of her crew are in the, in the sailboats as well There's room left just for the rest of you And it's going to be a tight squeeze Because there's three rowboats off the ship that are heading in um, And she's like If they fire back at my ship, Von Breck You owe me you owe me. I think those things can obliterate my beautiful baby. Um, the it's like gives you the signal and it gives you the signal for the rest of you to clamber into the boats. Are you doing anything else before you get into the boats?
2: Grab our gear. I you know? oh, yeah,
1: you have Made your gear, sure I have all my gear. Yeah, no, you have yeah. all, your, all your gear. Um, yeah. So he's all clambering in, and just von Brecht kind of reaches out just as he kind of pushes off and is on his boat. He's kind of half standing, and he just kind of casts a little flame, and you just see it. And you see the trails of gunpowder start to sizzle off, and the boats are lowered down, and you hit the water, and it's it's the water it kind of splashes up, and it's it's coolish, but there is a bit of warmth to it, which again weird. Um, weird. And the bo- rowboats push off, and you all start rowing towards the the, the island, and you and within about two minutes, two three minutes of pulling away from the boat, you got a bit of distance on it. You hear <laughs> as the cannons all start firing off. And plumes of smoke up from the deck of the ship. And you just see the captain look back, a worried look on her face. Um, as the rest of her crew all kind of peer up, and you you, you hear kind of distant shouts. And then after a couple of seconds,
3: <clears throat>
0: uh.
1: and the ship on the, the other two ships start to open fire. Okay, that's garbage.
3: Holy shit.
1: We ship. <laughs> okay, that one hits. Wow, Ew. they uh, they all roll terrible bar one. You hear that? Very large thunderous sounds, much louder than the guns that were on uh, the captain's ship. And, he, like, and I think we gave the name of the ship, but I can't remember. And I I don't have it on my notes. Apologies. Um, it's, I, I want to say something barnacle, but I could be wrong. But anyway, so you hear large thunderous cacophonous sounds echo out and you feel, like you see the cannonballs whiz through the air above you as they miss, um, milling through the middle of the rigging, and then one final hit, you see an impact on the far deck, and there's wood splintered up, you see the, the remains of a cannon twisting up through the air, rigging breaking loose, the cannon caroons into one of the masts as it breaks and snaps and uh. <laughs> into the deck, the captain's like no, and she kind of sinks back down in, defeated into, into the kind of the rowboat, um, and Von Breck kind of like, oh, he kind of tries. Just, he's in a different rowboat, but he's trying not to look towards the captain. But that is the extent of the damage. There's no more. It's just one of the masks that's taken down. One of the cannon cannons flings through the air, and lands crashing into the deck. But you've you've seen the can the cannons like fly overhead and bounce into the water a good couple of hundred feet ahead of you, just off the uh, off the coast of the island. And the boats pick up speed as the as the the kind of cannons kind of invigorate the crew to row faster. And within minutes, you find yourselves pulling up onto the onto the sandy beach line of this small, weird tropical island. Um, the crew, gesture all to clamber out, and they start pulling the boats up. Um, you can see the two ships out, out in the ocean start to kind of try to come in, but because of their size, they aren't able to come in as close as the small ship. Um, and you see them—you see rowboats start to disembark from the edge, and large crew members, large numbers of crew members, piling into them. Uh, for your three rowboats, each of these ships have four. So you're looking at a total of eight rowboats disembarked from these two ships, uh, filled to the gills with crew members. Um, roll me a perception check, everyone, please.
4: Um, yeah, whenever it's time to do something, I have an idea.
1: Okay. whenever look, You can tell me whenever you want.
4: Oh, I rolled a B in perceptions. I was 24.
1: Okay. Um, uh, Great. I rolled a seven. Okay. 15. Okay. Uh, great, you see this. Nobody else does. As you're standing on the beach, looking out at the ocean, looking at these these crews disembark, you can see at, the, at right at the front, standing next to a, a towering, um, large half fork male with a wide-brimmed hat. Right next to him in the boat, you see the familiar um, drow features of Zarut, um, the uh, the drow rogue that tried to accost you back in Neverwinter. Uh-uh. Um, his face a bit more bruised uh, yeah. and cut up from his spill from the ca- uh, the carriage after <laughs> uh, the, Veronica the maid threw him off. Uh, yeah. a, a determined look on his face as he kind of is drawing his blade and kind of readying himself in the boat. What did you want to do, Lopan?
4: Uh, or um, Gray. Um, oh, Gray.
1: Sorry. Keep doing yeah, that. Sorry. I was
4: thinking of they're getting into these little they're getting into these little rowboats, aren't they? Yes. Um can I cast my ma- Mage hand and tip the boat over?
1: They're a good bit away. So they're oh, a couple of hundred feet away. They're about let's say they're a couple of hundred feet as they try to dis- they go oh, to disembark, right, but okay. the rowboats are coming closer. They right. are coming closer to you in the water. So if you want to wait yeah. till they get closer, you of course you can I do whatever
4: you want. If, yeah, I don't know if I want to wait till they're within 30 feet, but um but uh yeah, if I let them go that a bit closer. I'm only going to piss them off. I'm not actually going to like cause them too much bother cuz it will be much more sh- uh, shallow. Yeah. So, uh, No, strike that.
0: So, there.
3: I'm happy to um say to the group that if they like if you guys want to go ahead and find shelter, um I can wait until they're a little bit closer but still not third, only 30 feet away mm-hmm. and uh, cast that sleet storm to see if that slows them down or topples the boats.
1: Von um, that's a bloody good idea. And he just pegs it into the, you see him kind of starting, like his his little I'm, legs carrying him up the beach. Um, I'm
3: going to suggest that Ming-Na stays with me because she, she was. Track them. Yeah,
1: she was going to suggest that she was staying with you anyway. Um, Grey, Lopan, what are you doing?
2: How how um from the, the shore to tree line? How like it's about, how it's about twenty it? feet. Twenty feet. Yeah. Um I think I'll I'll stay and give cover if needed. I can cool. fire my like like crossbow and irritate people. maybe um maybe like from an uh yeah Lopan's gonna move to one of the far boats. Okay, kind hide behind it. Yeah. Kind of maybe get a couple of uh shots in to distract them if uh Zelzara's gonna cast a spell or anything. Sure. What's what the, the range one?
1: on your crossbow?
2: Uh, it's gonna. I'm gonna. It's thirty, and then in brackets, one twenty. So. Right, so the range. Yeah, that's fine. Um,
1: Gray, what are you doing?
4: I'm not gonna leave the two. I mean, how how many of the crew are are running into the trees? All of them. Uh, yeah, I'll probably. All of them. Is the, is. The... Is uh, Veronica going to? I don't know. Her name is Veronica.
1: Uh, you do, she she kind of hesitates on the beach and kind of covering her eyes in the in the, the high the, the high morning sun. Kind of hesitates and looks towards um, kind of Zilzara in particular and then the rest of you and then look at the group. And she kind of yeah. looks at herself. She's like, then Von Breck is like, "Come on, girl, we gotta go. We gotta go." And he kind of starts dragging her up the beach and she kind of hesitantly follows him.
4: Okay, alright, I'm going to go with them
1: Okay, right, so, so you're going to go Von Breck and uh, yeah. Veronica Okay, so you yeah. start making your way up um, Towards the, the tree line So, Zilzara The boats are edging ever closer in the, in, in, Through the ocean, you can see them getting closer now And you start, you make out Saru As he kind of is yeah. seeing you on the beach And he's like, fuck, you can see the anger on his face And the, the, you also see The passive captain who's like In typical style, he's just at the front of the boat Standing up on, on, on the front of the ship on the little rowboat, and his, his chest puffed out, blade undrawn, but hands on his hips, his large brimmed hat, his, his half-orcish face, set in a kind of a determined look. Um, they're they're starting to get with it. They're just at 120 feet. The first couple of boats are coming in. Um, about two more minutes, they'll all be within range.
2: Can, can I, because I, I, I want to distract them, so sure. like, like um then can cast her spell without getting shot at. So I'm gonna, um, the Drow, I'm gonna shoot him. Okay, give me a roll. I think with that range, do you roll at disadvantage? I'm at disadvantage, but I'm hoping that I'm hidden. So I get yeah. advantage, so it cancels out, but it's up to yourself. I've yeah, no, that's canceled. right. Yeah, no, if you're you're undercover, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sweet. So it's just a straight roll. So, um, all right, D&D Beyond, don't let me down. I've just jinxed myself by saying that. So I'm gonna roll my hand crossbow. <laughs> no! Uh, okay, uh, AC 15. 15 is, AC is 15. Exactly, so that hits. We. roll damage so um let me just give me a sec this goes off as a critical hit because no one's it's no
1: combat it. so it's assassin, your assassinate yeah, my, yeah, my yeah.
2: assassin stuff so i'll do the the damage on the hand crossbow first yeah which is that's 15 yeah and then mm. the last one is my sneak attack well, is
1: that fifteen in total? Did you roll? The, did you double the dice?
2: That's with that's with double the, the okay. double the dice. It was a six, a five, and a four. Okay. Because nice. it's only at light like, crossbow, so it's only d six. Yeah. And then with the a fifteen plus. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Well, oh, that's looking like a lot of one. No, it's rolled off the ones. So eighteen, because yeah, there's a couple oh, of twos me. in there. So eighteen and fifteen, which is to thirty-three. There, yeah. 33 43 R. Um
1: you just basically low pan from behind the cover, just like up with the and the crossbow catches him in the neck, and you just see him green off the boat as he's snarling at you on the on the on the on the coastline. You just see him and he just flies off the boat into the ocean. Um and he's like you just see him like flailing as he kind of tries to catch himself, the boat sticking out of his neck, blood squirt down. He's fucking hurt with that one nope. shot.
2: Lopan, like yeah. uh, flips him the, the I was going to say the bird, but more the rabbit. And then uh, he's going uh, to, like, you know, like uh, I heard there's a terminology for even though he realizes halfway through that he's talking to himself. It's terminology for this that they say in the, uh, in the, uh, like, you know, fame oil It's like, you know, um, Lager Lads. And uh, he's going to do it. <laughs> He's gonna do a with a bonus action. I think I can disengage. Well, you're
1: not you're not technically in combat, so you're you know it's you're just. So I moved thirty
2: feet, which you were saying the tree line was twenty. So yeah, tree line. Mm -hmm. But I'm like kind of make making loads of noises, and I'm kind of going a little bit away from like so they won't be focusing on anybody else. You watch as
1: four of the guys in the boat all pull crossbows out, and as you're legging it up, they're gonna they're gonna roll with disadvantage on this. Oh, it's a fact you're going to be lucky because the Nermons are not natural 20. Shite. Yep, you are very lucky because I'm guessing they all fucking miss. Mm-hmm. 12, uh, I 5, my D&D 4,
2: decided.
1: 10. So I take it all, your AC is below 12?
2: Yes, it is.
1: So I'm you wearing some leather armor at the moment. Gray, you look back, Zilzara. you look at Lopan as Lopan is legging it up the beach and you see a, a pepper of arrows hit the sand as the sand flicks up and kind of kicks up in the air as he's just like... Pegging it, booking it full tilt towards the, the tree line.
2: Yeah, um,
3: run, rabbit, run.
1: And they are all yeah. now within range of your sleet stone.
3: Okay, Bilzara has her uh, crystal hanging around her neck, so she's using that as a focus. Um, I don't have to roll for this, it's a concentration spell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, grant, um, so she's focusing on as tightly around the the boats as she can, but kind of aiming at the route. Yeah, it's a, a, it's,
1: a, kind of, it's a range of <laughs> 150 feet, which is a 40-foot cone or 40-foot Around uh, and then 20-foot high. 20-foot high. So you can easily catch all of the boats because they're all coming in together. And, right. and there's a, quite a few of them, but you catch, I'll say you'll catch nearly all of the boats. Definitely the okay. central group. Probably the outer groups won't get it fully by it. But okay. uh, it's a so, deck. It's a deck save of thirteen. Yeah. So I'm gonna so, roll for each boat.
3: Well, what I was gonna—I was just gonna say—the um, sleet and rain, and you can see like ice starting to form on the tops of the waves around the boats, and they're starting to look a bit freaked out because they're approaching a tropical island, and suddenly the Arctic weather is—I'm having a big storm. From X-Men moment. Full on. Um, nice. Yeah. Full on.
1: Fantastic. Okay, I'm gonna roll for the boats. They all fail. That's the first set of four. So these will be the outer ones. Actually, they fail as, what's the, it's decks of 13. Okay, one of them, 13. one of the outer boats, I rolled a natural 20 for them. They succeed, but the rest right. of them, they all rolled below 10, which was garbage rolls. Jesus. So only like one of the outer boats kind of manages to push away and they're still going full tilt towards the beach. Um, They're gaining, but the rest of them, that the, the sleet don't. Oh, just sweeps in and catches them all, and you can hear shouts and wails, and even the captain at the front of his boat kind of is like, "Whoa, fuck!" and is trying to grab on and has to kind of hunker down as the ice starts to form up around the boats and they start to slow, and you can hear the cracking and that kind of like the the as the ocean just freezes and the boats halt with stall a stall, um, and you notice that the root is still in the water, and you just see his arm up out of the sleep as it starts to form ice around it. So, do they take any damage?
3: Um, Yes, hang on, I just... Uh, on a failed save, it uh, falls prone, the creature falls prone. Okay. So when a creature enters the spell area for their first time, when it starts to do that, it, it must make it a dexterity save throw on a failed save, falls prone. That's pretty much uh, cool. Yeah.
1: I don't, so you're holding them in place, and you see Zarut's arm as he's kind of trying to reach up over the thing, the bolt sticking out of his neck, blood pouring from the wound, and he's just seemingly frozen in the water, kind of looking at you, kind of his eyes, just if, if looks could kill. Uh, and you, you've managed to halt them for now, as the rest of the group have now booked it into the, the tree line, and you can see Lopan disappearing, Grey disappearing into the tree line, and Mingna's like, we have to move now, um, as he kind of starts to pull you up the beach
3: oh no cool can i transport somebody with misty step for
1: just myself you can carry something up to a certain size for sure all right uh, so i couldn't
3: like gr- I, I suppose what i'm getting at here is is that could i grab mingna and misty step was both to the tree line so that they wouldn't see what way we were running mingna might be a bit too heavy let me just check that okay that's is, fine there's different variations
1: on it and i think it's yeah yeah higher levels
3: um, yeah i'm probably not high enough to bring somebody but it's sorry miss- it never said something specific about it in my character
1: show. no you can't misty step range limits you to only teleporting yourself no other creature is willing or not Grant. there is another there spell is. that allows you thunder step, i think allows you to carry somebody um
0: because ah, i've used that in
1: a game um, where my character could thunderstep, but when you thunder step the area you leave it, there's a huge damage area um so you're right. kind of yeah but anyway, but I mean, it's twenty feet. You can make that in your full movements. Anyway, legging it.
2: Ah, oh,
3: yeah, um, we're legging it.
1: So the, freaking book. So everyone has made it into the tree line. You can, as you kind of burst into the trees, um, you feel the heaviness of, of the air hit you, and um, and the kind of that tropic feeling, and it kind of actually reminds you slightly of the underdark. That musty, heavy feel, like the dank air. And Zilzara, you, you take in, everyone is there, kind of dispersed in a line up into the tree, all waiting for you. Um, as you all wait, you hear shouts from down on the beach as the group are starting to kind of pull themselves from the boat. And some of them are even trying to traverse the ice and kind of chip the boat out. And the one boat has hit the beach and it's starting to unload the, the, the kind of the mercenaries and pirates from it. And you hear the shouts and the, the screams. And you hear that one distinct voice of Zirud, like, they're in the fucking tree line. Let's go after the fuckers. I'm gonna cut them down and you sense the urgency as you all is there. what are the group doing at this point?
4: Um, I'm uh, stay I know that my uh, my compatriots are probably okay. Uh, so I'm watching for smaller members of the crew or people who don't know how to hide or don't seem don't seem like warriors really. Sure. And I'm kind of um helping them hide and um kind of giving them a little kind of instruction. just just quickly going around making sure that people are either hiding or ready to fight.
1: okay. Are you giving anyone kind of an inspiration role here or a bardic inspiration or kind of both uh, bolstering the team in some way?
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. um I'm I, you can hear me just go. Da, 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 da. But obviously, quiet enough that I'm not giving away um, our position. But yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm ready for this. Okay, Anna, and I'm going to make sure that people are either ready or hiding.
1: Okay. Yeah. Is there any particular character you want to give inspiration to?
4: The maid, maid.
1: Veronica. Okay. So yeah, more, yeah, mark mark down on your character so you've used up one bardic inspiration. Veronica, kind of is okay. is kind of like. In the, the tree line, and she's with you, and she's like, Yes, I, if we have to fight, we'll fight. I can, I can help, I can protect these people. Um, yes, and and she's kind of looks a bit more with it and less right. kind of worried to a degree. I mean, you've seen her fight, you know, she can handle herself, but she seems more now kind of like, mm. and you can yeah. see her features as she says this are kind of her 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 fingers kind of form slightly in the talons and her fangs grow slightly and she's like and mm. um, von breck is like yeah girl we're gonna we're gonna be all right we're gonna be all right i think we need to move though i think we need to get moving and he's like captain are we moving and you can see at the gray you can see from where because you're up a bit in with the group you can see at the fire and the captain is kind of is kind of breaking with her bare fucking hands breaking through the foliage and kind of just Punching things and trees are kind of like not heavy trees, but small trunkular you know, trees. She's punching them when they're breaking and snapping, and she's pushing through the the uh, underbrush. And she's like, "We are fucking moving for sure. Let's move, everybody. Arm yourselves. Watch your backs. We're pushing in." And the group start to move forward in through this jungle thicket. What is Lopan and Zilzara? What do you want to do at this point? You can see everyone. Everyone can see each other. kind of you're not all together together but you're the spaces between you but you can see everyone in the distance
3: yeah so myself and mingna are right at the back though yes we were last coming off the beach yes so i think we're just gonna press forward and follow everybody else but kind of keep an eye behind us so that if um the lads who have landed on the beach get in range that we can perhaps slow them down a bit more so it was one boat that had made it to the beach, which had how many mercenaries
1: in it? At a glance, um, you probably saw about Probably eight a or dozen. Nine, about, yeah, about eight or nine, roughly. Roughly, not a okay. dozen as such, but eight or nine in each boat. Um, in each boat, and at least boat.
3: one of those. Has and landed. one of the
1: boats had landed, and the other you could hear shouts from a distance that they were pulling themselves out of the situation they were in. But it was going to take some time. You were guessing and hoping. Um, point in order though, Zilzara, you do feel around you this entire place is is filled with arcane energy there's magic everywhere yeah. and you can just sense it and, and mingna is kind of looking at you as well you can see the swamp, sweat pumping off her brow and her her kind of her her kind of her, her, kind of her, her shirt underneath her arm where you can see this just starting to soak up and you can feel it as well it's it's heavy you can all feel this particularly mm. obviously the two furred individuals you're feeling the heat it's not nice it's humid heavy um typical jungle it's very close <inaudible> it's yeah. very close it's very close,
2: That's very close. <laughs> um
1: lowpan what are you doing at this point
2: um lowpan again um he is going to um like kind of stay back a bit like to you know like around about where zonzara is as well and kind of just protect you know be looking around if those guys get to jump on us you know don't want, um being all stealthy just if they get if we see them you know be the first to shoot them you know <laughs> Okay, um, great, okay. Um, Start in the rear, pretty much. Get sure. It. Yeah, so, I think
3: we're kind of taking it, you know the way, in my head, I'm like, you know the way you'll see like um, on like in, uh, in movies where there's like soldiers and stuff, you'll have two run ahead and one kind of stays and watches and then they take off. So we're kind of going a bit ahead of each other, but always one of us looking back yeah, to protect sure, the rear sure. as we catch up with everybody else.
0: So
1: the, the, the entourage of the, the crew, yourselves, everyone you're starting to make a trek through this jungle forest uh with the captain punching the way forward um you hear shouts from the beach uh as these pirates start to disembark and you can you can feel that you've got about maybe 10 15 minutes head time and you all start to pick up pace the closeness of the jungle moves in around you and zilzara and mingna both feel um this heavy arcane energy in the air gray give me an arcana check 19 19 you start to feel it as well you're kind of in the middle of the pack and you start to sense that there is magic in the air here and you can you look at von breck and he is also looking around and he's brushing his hands off the trees and the foliage and kind of looking around at the dirt and looking at the, at the flora and fauna in this area and he kind of has that look on his face he's like he's recognizing the the arcane nature of this island and how alien and foreign it is. And as you all make your way in through the jungle, pushing your way deeper and deeper, you hear the shouts from behind on the beach. And that's where we're going to take our break. Um, we will be back in a second with the giveaway um, from Dublin City Comics. And it's quite a doozy. And I'm going to show you what it is um, for you folks. You're, going to, you're going, to, I'm going to transition into a giveaway screen to show the viewers what they're going to win. Uh, if they enter. Um, so we have volumes one and two of the Forgotten Realms, The Legend of Driz. So Drizzt the Warden. These are the graphic novels, these are collections of graphic novels um of the Driz the Orden comic books. And these like like these are from Dumb City Comics. This is a giveaway prize. These are fantastic books. I cannot stress enough how good these are. And if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, if you're a fan of Drizzt the Warden, um, these are brilliant. Um, and these volumes are very hard to come by as well. So this is, a, a, thank you so much Dublin City Comics for this giveaway. You cannot, like this, these are top tier, um, really good stuff. So the, the, the question for these two prizes um, is, who is the author of the Drisdo Erden legend, the overall author that writes the books like, so the Crystal Shard trilogy, all that type of stuff. There's a collection of books to follow Drizzt the Warden and the Heroes of the Hall. It's a writer who writes these books, very famous writer. Um, they are responsible. These comics are adaptations of some of those books. So who is the author, the writer of those books? But the answer below, um, answer below uh, in, the, in the comments you need to share this episode on social media and you need to tag Irish podcast. That's how we know you've shared it. You tag Irish podcast. So put the answer below um, and share the video on social media, uh, tag Irish podcast. And also give us a little like and then they'll subscribe. You know what I mean? Um, you know, because we have had a good few new subscribers that have found us on the internets. And we really thank you so much for checking us out and welcome. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. Um, there's loads more to come um but they are the prizes thanks to dublin city comics thank you folks go check them out at dublincitycomics.ie also don't forget to check out dakota irish there's the code down there and the the code is beer holder that will get you a discount code on their website at dakotairish.com folks we are going to go take a quick break and we will see you afterwards we will announce the winner of last month's prize the Jester of our mighty nine critical role origins comic book um and uh Yeah, we'll announce the winner of this, and we'll get that to you in the post when we do. So, folks, we'll see you in a few minutes. Bye-bye. Bye Bye. Welcome back, folks. Uh, we're going to jump straight into it. we going to back over to the group. Here they are. There we are. Now, uh, welcome back to Sorcery and Shenanigans. We are going to announce the video of the uh, Mighty Knowing Jesse Lavour book. So I just need to bring up my own list. Uh, squeeze me for a second. Um, we should have had this prepared, apologies, but we were having the, the chats and the foods. Um, so the question was... Who is uh, the, who's the player that plays Justin Lever on Critical Role or did player in campaign two of, of Critical Role? So the answer, of course, is Laura Bailey. Um, and, you know, we had a fair few entries in, so a lot of people knew the answer. So um, let me see now. Um, ooh, long list. Uh, Kim, roll me... Give me a run me a d twenty there. Eighteen. Eighteen. One,
4: two. I hope that doesn't use up a good roll for me. This <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a
1: twenty.
2: No. Uh, Puka tails. Puka tails. So Puka, Puka tails.
1: This Ooh, is going to yourself. Uh, they may actually put a very nice comment on on the chat there uh, on YouTube. Uh, um, oh, yeah, so yeah, so thank you very much for that, booker.
0: Thank
1: you. Um, but well done. Yeah, this is gonna, I'm gonna reach Yay. out to you on social media. Hopefully, we can track you down, and uh, this will be winging its way to you. Uh, it, it thanks to Dublin City Comics. It's it's a cracking little book giving the origin of uh Jessica the character from the Critical 99. So, um, we've already or asked the question more
4: because Wayne touched it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, actual Wayne DNA. Um we've already asked the question for this month's giveaway. So don't forget who is the writer of the Drisdell Worden or the, the heroes of the hall uh, series of books, write the answer below in the comment section, share the video on social media and tag Irish podcast. Uh, congratulations again, Puka Tales will get in contact with you and get that out to you in the post ASAP. Um, right. Straight back into it, folks. We left the group in the depths of the jungle of this mysterious um, tropical island that seems to have sprung up in the frozen waters um, of the uh, Trackless Sea. Now you are trudging through. You can hear shouts of voices from the beach. You've made your way kind of through the jungle a bit more with the captain, um, uh, Captain Anchor Fist kind of punching her way through the
3: trees, tree line. Um, Ray, if you feel like casting a bardic inspiration, can you do it with Welcome to the Jungle, please? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on a loot. Uh, I don't know whether you're yeah. welcome to the jungle, you're gonna
1: die, really is not probably the most interesting. Not, not so you know? much. Mm. So um, I'm gonna, yeah.
4: if I did, it would be, you know, the, the meme version, um, uh, welcome to the garden, uh, no ball games, you know, that version.
1: From. Right, right. Yeah. You're not but, gonna uh,
4: see No, I, I did just little, little, uh, little, I already did it on the vampire.
1: Yeah, you do have one yeah, more did. left before you, you've got I do, one I do. left. But you might want to hold on to that. But anyway, so I'm gonna that. Great. I'm gonna
4: wait and see if one of my bros gets in trouble.
1: So your expedition is punching their way through this thick jungle foliage. Um, you do hear shouts from the beach, and now getting more and more distance uh, as this group tried to pull them. i Am actually gonna roll to see if they do it quicker. Okay, one of them. Okay. So one boat had already landed. They're starting to, uh, like, they'd unloaded themselves. They're starting to help the rest of the group. The second boat manages to pull themselves free, but you don't see any of this. Um, and you don't know what the, the kind of the, pr- the progress they're making. But your group, uh, Zilzara, yourself and Captain Mina are at the back, Lopan, right next, not too far from them. Gray, you're kind of in the middle of the group with the most of the crew kind of up front with the captain that she's kind of pushing her way through the underbush. You're... You can sense the like Gray and Zilzara, Captain uh, Mingna and Von Breck Von Breck can sense the arcane energy of this island. It's it's heavy, just like the air around you. And you can hear the wildlife as well, and it's kind of like it's it's like it's just teeming with just magic everywhere. Like in trees and the the, the the plants, the wildlife that's skittering in and out. You can hear distant kind of grumbling. And as you're pushing your way through, you're going for about 20 minutes or so, and the distance shouts from the, from the beach are getting more and more distant. And you hear the captain kind of like shout up ahead, like, oh, we got i hold up here for a second. We got a bit of a problem. Um, and as you kind of peek over the group, and you can see just there seems to be a large tree trunk has fallen kind of across the path in front of you and the kind of the group all come to a stop as the captain and the rest of the crew kind of check and see if they can either move it or get over it in some way Um, the three of you I need you all to roll a perception check for me please is
4: that the fourth one in the American Mike series (laughs) oh Wayne I don't even have to finish the joke I love right 15 okay
1: 14. 14. 15. 15. Fifteen. And Captain Migna and Van Bokroon mm. Garbage. Um, so, the three of you do, as you're kind of waiting and you're kind of catching your breath a bit, and the heavy air is kind of pressing in around you, sweat dripping off your brow, and your fur, both Lopan and Grey, your fur is starting to get like just heavy and coated with sweat. Um, you kind of sense movement in the jungle around you. You hear a sh- 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 off in the distance like a large kind of shifting of debris. As it moves, kind of off to your left, but ahead of you, say about 60 feet, but you can definitely hear the movement in between all the kind of the usual chatter of jungle animals and stuff, because it's, it's, it's something large enough. And then it vanishes off ahead of you, kind of off to the left you look up ahead of you and you see that the, the the crew are helping them helping each other up and over this trunk and as the the, the expedition moves slowly forward and the captain is now up on top of the trunk with the navigator beside her and they're kind of just hooshing people up and lifting people up and they get the von breck and veronica and they help both of them up and they reach down to you gray uh, and kind of wait for you to grab them and they kind of pull you up and over and you see the group are just climbing over this it's actually quite a large trunk um, right it's, it's huge, and the, the wood is dense and heavy. The bark is broken and cracked, and it looks like it's been here a while. You can see that there's large vines wrapped around it. There's moss starting to grow in sections, and it's kind of growing into the jungle at this point, and it's consuming it. Um, and this just seems to be a clear section that's been pulled apart. You drop down on the far side, and you can see there is a break in the, kind of the, the, far, the jungle ahead of you about 15 feet. And the crew are tentatively starting to make their way towards the edge of it, kind of peering out and looking. And you're kind of you're not too far from them. And then you, you hear Lopan, um, Lopan, Captain Mingna and Zilzara drop down behind you. And then following that, the captain, um, uh, Captain Garhands, and uh, and the navigator drop down as well. And you can see everyone now at this point is drenched in sweat, like the the, the heavy air. It's so weird going from the climate of Neverwinter to within a couple of days, this. It's so strange for you all. Um, Some of the... You hear a shout from up ahead. And you hear a couple of the crewmen are like, we found something! And they kind of... You see them waving their cutlasses and they're gesturing for you all to move forward.
3: We're moving forward, are we? (laughs) Eh, well...
1: No point in going backwards, so, no. Um, As the group move forward, um, you're all kind of clumped together now at this point. You see some of the criminal pushed out into a bright open area and a clearing. And as you come out of the jungle, the sunlight hits your eyes and it's kind of blinding. And Zale, you definitely feel it. And you see Veronica shield her eyes as well. Um, And it takes a second to focus in on, on what's in front of you, but you see a massive clearing with... Um, some felled trees here and there that were kind of marking a lining like a roadway up to what looks like a huge entrance, a huge stone opening in the base of a massive, massive temple. And it towers up. Think those Aztec-type temples that are kind yeah. of like steps up and there's like a large tower at the top, um, a square tower that kind of reaches up into the sky and goes over the canopy. And Lopan and Zanzara, you realize that this is the structure that you would have seen from the ship.
2: And there's many stairs, is there?
1: It's, but it's like this. It's like one of those Aztec temples that it's like,
2: yes, yeah. it's,
1: it's made like a kind of a stone pyramid. But there's there's large runs that in large kind of stone rungs that go up the edge of it on either side, and there's a huge archway right in the centre that just vanishes into darkness. Um, when no
2: Pan sees the stairs, he's just like mumbling to himself and goes, "There had to be bleeding stairs. Like Traskin hate stairs, like <laughs> they Vecna oh they Vecna me up so much like <laughs>
1: um the, like there's no stairs into the place it's more like that the place is like it looks like a giant staircase. Yeah it's like it's that, that's what the the building You might is have to
2: climb up like. it it's stairs to low pan and sure, he's like, yeah. hey. um <laughs> it's it you, you can't can say
4: pyramid in talent sorry but that's the way it's called
0: where
2: me only in talent like
1: um, the, the 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 temple itself looks like it's a ruin. It looks like it's covered in vines. It's overgrown with with kind of foliage, and the jungle seems to start. It's like it's on its way to consuming this building. But there is a huge opening. There's an cleared. air of doom
3: about it. Just a, this temple, maybe,
1: maybe you don't know. Um, <laughs> but there's there's like you are literally in this clearing by yourselves. The crew are kind of starting to spread out. They're all looking very nervous, and. They have their blades drawn. You're all there. What do you want to do?
2: We can't stay here for for much longer. The, those asshats will catch up with us. So should we go I'm in gonna, and have a look?
3: I'm gonna it's turn me. to Mingna and the gang and be like, we can't go back. The only way is through this temple. I don't think it's gonna be any worse then what's following us what do you think Gray?
4: i mean uh, i agree uh this is we can make a good stand in here and also can you imagine if wayne had mapped this whole thing out we're like no we're just gonna walk past <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, i'm loving the forest like i love the foliage let's go back
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. let's
3: <laughs> just walk a- around a- and see a- what's on the other side yeah
4: no we're going we're going in I presume we're going in.
1: Okay. Um. So you kind of gather yourselves and you start kind of making your way towards the kind of the large opening. Like, And as you get closer to the temple, you realize the size of it. It's fucking huge. Like this archway is about 120 feet tall. Like it's reaching upwards and the, the temple is towering above you. Um. There's no way, Lopan, you could easily jump up on the first so-called step of this building. It's it like it the the first thing is about 60 60 to 80 feet up and then it kind of goes in and then it's the next one and the next one this is a huge huge tempo as you get closer i need you all to give me a perception check please 21. Ooh. Mm-hmm. eight Eight.
3: Like
1: ten. ten. uh great you see this as you're kind of moving towards your cat eyes look up your tabaxi eyes and you see at the kind of the the peak of this arch entryway there seems to be like massive like what's left of them the remnants of these stone snakes that are curved around the top of the archway and they come up to the, like like they look they kind of look a bit like cobras but you can't tell really because they're kind of like they're in such disrepair but they come up and their heads kind of meet like that um as they're kind of looking towards each other they're covered in moss and dirt but with that high roll you can definitely make them out they definitely look like snakes and their tails curve down and around the archway coming down to about halfway and um, you also see again with such a high roll, that at one point it looks like there was there's large holes on either side of the walls of this archway there used to be a massive door in here but it has since been either been destroyed or broken away or rotted but there's no actual door here it's just a massive open um as you all kind of get closer to the entrance of this temple the strong scent of decay and just aged flesh or something kind of slowly but surely wafts outwards it's not a nice smell it's something it's ancient it's old it's musty um mm. love the
0: smell
1: of decay in the like morning really bad like you like I mean zilzara you've smelled some weird shit in the underdark but the, yep. like, this is this is mixed in with that but also there's there there's been something something has been killed here there's the smell of that kind of tangy scent of dried blood mixed in with decay it's it's not a good smell
0: yeah murders now it's
4: really hard for me not to say kind of like you're from <laughs> um, <laughs> okay so um yeah okay so there's no door that's good and uh, do the snakes this- like they you pull the snakes No, oh, the put- snakes
1: are like this is a 120 foot archway the snakes are about halfway up they start halfway up right. their tails okay. and then they go up to the top of the arch that's where they are so they're kind of like crowning this arch um okay. gray out of the corner of your eye you see a, a quick bit of movement in the tree line off to the far end of the temple to the left to your left. You see this thing on your in the tree line.
4: Bigger than a squirrel.
1: Definitely bigger than the squirrel.
3: Sounds like a fucking raptor.
4: <laughs>
3: oh. Oh, I wanna
4: chase it. <laughs> 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 um, okay, instead of chasing it, which is what I want to do, uh, I'm going to tell everybody uh, uh, hey, there's something zipping around those trees. Let's get in here. Is it like the thing we heard
3: earlier, is it? Yeah, I heard that too. Uh,
1: great. It would be, if they ask you that, it would be like similar to the sound you would have heard. But you're, okay. you only picked it up because you're, you're
2: the only woman.
4: Yeah, yeah, I suppose it is.
2: Well, that sounded big anyway, so... Well, um Yeah.
0: It wasn't,
2: that wasn't a
4: squirrel.
2: That was... I know, I've bigger. seen squirrels that were pretty big, like, able to rip off heads. Tomo told me in the pub one time, you know, they get confused, you see, because they don't know they're so tall. So when they see human heads, they think that it's just a walking Trent with nuts, and they just rip it off. But the damage is done by then, you know, before you can tell them so. Ah, uh, yeah, say, yeah. Like, just and then that's this. That this is without talking about the, the squirrels and the Wild like. But uh, you know.
4: Okay, Lopin. uh let's go.
2: Lead so the way.
1: The group, like the, the the and the the crew of the ship, are, are also tentatively following you, looking very worried, looking around them, looking at the far tree line where you've come from, waiting for for those pirates to burst outwards. And um, as you walk in, the darkness envelops you, and there's no light in here. Now I know. I think Zazara has dark I, vision. 20 feet. Yeah.
4: 60 feet
2: for me.
1: 60 feet. And no dark doesn't, for some reason, even though he eats all those carrots. Um, no, he's
2: a bleeding a, rabbit, if, like. As if someone made it up just to get rid of the, the carrots I boy, like you know. Yeah.
1: Um, Von Breck kind of casts. Uh, he conjures dancing lights, so you see Von Breck's hands kind of gesture, and these globules of light lights all bounce into existence and they just seem to be floating balls of light jelly and he kind of casts them off into the tunnel ahead of you and they kind of string out in a line um uh, up to 220 feet ahead of you so it's like a it's like a a string of lights at 120 feet in the in the in the the, off into the distance and you start to see the kind of the 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 tunnel and this entrance start to light up
2: um Uh, Wayne yeah uh, no no uh this and the, the magic users with the, the magic lights, but uh just old habits die hard. Uh I'm gonna take out my uh hooded lantern and I'm gonna light it and I'm gonna like hang it on my belts if cool. I can. If not, but just in style, case yeah, no you worries. Can get rid of the magic, you know, always have a backup plan. Yeah,
1: yeah, you no, know, you hang your hooded lantern and it does give you an extra bit of illumination. Um and, and you find yourself as you're walking closer to the walls, Lopan, Plan, and if and the rest of you see this as well, that you actually see that the walls are covered in hieroglyphics all from the floor upwards to the ceiling and the ceiling is high and curved and they go up and up and over. And these are ancient, these are old. And and understand as you them? what?
3: would I understand them? Could I um, give, or what language do something? you speak?
1: You speak, oh, shit. You, speak? Uh, uh, you speak draconic is what I see here. Yeah. Draconic and common, yeah. so um, you do not recognize the language but they're as right. I said they're hieroglyphs There's images. Um, yeah. so While you don't understand some of the written words that are on there, all of you see these images and it's, they just seem to be telling all these different tales of what look like snake people. Oh, so you see like these large snake like creatures with human appendages on top of their bodies, humanoid heads. You see ones that are human in shape, but they've got snake heads, um, you see ones that have snakes for arms. You see like um, massive snakes, all different types. And it's just all these different lineages of showing that they're worshiping. As you go along, they seem to be worshiping something. And the longer you go along and the more you walk along this corridor, the deeper you go in, you start seeing larger images of these huge gigantic snake-like forms, godlike in ways that they're being worshiped and prayed to by these other snake beings.
4: Were, was Could I possibly have heard tell of um, snake worshippers from the past? You know the way we can tell whether we're yeah, in, yeah. A, in an Aztec tomb or a, or an Egyptian tomb or whatever? Would would Grey be able to ascertain? Give me
1: a, a history check please. Yeah. Oh Grey,
4: yeah boy, yeah. Yo, that's a nineteen.
1: 19. You have race. heard tell you have heard tales of a race of snake creatures called Yuan Ti, who are it's they're basically snake people. That's what they are. Um they but they definitely do not belong in this part of the world. This looks like it's an old ritual um temple belonging to them. And while you can't make out the language. You can definitely understand that these hieroglyphs are all about the worship of their gods and this temple according to these seem to be in in kind of like reverence to them
0: can Um, i
1: tell
4: how old it is
1: you can't tell exactly how old it's fucking old though it's old it's in disrepair you can see that it's like some of the hieroglyphs are well worn um and the higher up you got the wall you go you can see that as it fades off into the darkness you can see some of them are like are older or more ancient than others and some of them have been painted over and changed. You get about you get about 60 feet into 60 to 80 feet into the building and it you get to the end of a corridor and it seems to open out. And von Breck's dancing lights kind of cascade out into this massive chamber that has huge pillars in the center that come down from this this high vaulted ceiling that come down straight into the ground. And wrapped around each of these pillars you see these large snake-like forms that kind of wrap around the base and coil up you see just snake symbolism everywhere um and in the center of this massive massive room huge chamber that seems to be the center of this building you see a large stone slab of an altar that while around the base of it is covered in vines and dirt and foliage and you also notice a fuckton ton of bones. The altar itself, the top part of it, is is completely void of any kind of vines or debris, but it is caked in dried blood.
2: Wayne, can you make out will we be able to tell like how old the blood is?
1: Give me a medicine check, please.
2: Cause I know is like Lopan might have studied that i don't know you can well what was the role, sorry medicine medicine all right so i think that's no uh where the hell yeah oh Can okay. i oh. Mm, uh mm. I, no no word of a lie i rolled a 19 and i have plus one so it's a dirty 20.
1: okay 20. okay it's, zilzara what are you gonna say
3: i was going to ask um if it was possible to roll an arcana check to see kind of what level of magic we're dealing with, because this is obviously a ritual magical fucking altar. Yet another one. Yay. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And and they always have some nice surprises for us. Um, But yeah, just to kind of get a gauge on what level of baddie we could be dealing with in here. um, Or what.
1: Give me that roll. Lopan, as you're, as Zilzara's kind of reaching out with her senses, trying to understand the, the kind of the magic that we're dealing with in the area, um, you kind of start to inspect the altar to see how all this blood is. And you kind of poke your toe beans into it and you, your finger just sinks into it slightly. Is it kind of like, you know, you know when you're cracking a creme brulee and it just, mm-hmm. the top of it is like solid and then you just go in and it's soft. You kind of tap the top part of it and it cracks. And the dry blood cracks and your fingers seep into it and a, a dark viscous ooze this comes out of more blood and your 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 white fur is coated in a dark maroon color. And like if it?
3: Hannibal Lecter made a creme brulee. Exactly, yeah.
1: But mm-hmm. you can sense that it's it's definitely fresh enough, but it's encrusted and, and kind of hardened over. But this is fresh enough blood and it's still sticky.
2: I want to, like, kind of when I look at it, I turn around and I was like, right, so, like, bad news is, is that this is fresh enough. But, like, when we were looking at the picture of these creatures, like, I did recognize, uh, like, one of the words, I think, on it. And it said actual size. So these things are only yay big, like, <laughs> so we're around, like they're, they're, I'm taller than them. So, like, you know, you're fine, like, but y- yeah. And I'm going to back away from the altar because I realise I've I've spent too much time near, uh, yeah, and it's bad. It's bad. Uh, I was going to say bad goo. Well, it is bad goo. It's bad luck. Yeah. So he says that, and he backs <laughs> away. And um, I don't, God, why didn't I wear my gloves?
1: So Zara, you're kind of reaching your senses out, and you have that kind of aura of uh, the idea that the magic is all around you. But you're trying to sense a level of power here. Yeah. And you just you can, you kind of. It's kind of strange. You kind of look to Mingna and she's kind of running her hand along one of the kind of the stone pillars of the snakes. And she kind of stops and instinctively looks over at you and you start to sense little like, it's like that little pops in the air, mm-hmm. but they're just off in the distance down the tunnel that you came in. And you see flashes of powerful magic and then another flash of magic that's a little bit different,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you can sense that it is strong magic, but you can't really with that roll you can't really gauge the level of it. But it's strong yeah. enough, okay.
0: and it's at that okay.
1: point you all start to hear the screams echoing back down the tunnel you came in. You can't see out through the tunnel. You can see light, but you can't see out in detail because you've walked a couple, you know a couple of hundred feet up into this into this building but you hear the guttural screams coming off from the distance. And then there's a pfft. silence for a second, and then more screams. And then you just see to start to see small little shadows in the distance at the far end of the tunnel, come into sharp focus into the light and are running up the tunnel towards you. Small in number, you're talking about maybe four or five individuals. And you just hear the heavy breathing as they get closer and closer and closer. And they burst into the room in front of you. And they're looking at you in surprise and shock, covered in viscous and blood that doesn't seem to be their own. You see Zarut, the captain from the pirate mercenary ships, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: two, sorry, three other crew members, all with their blades drawn. The captain has lost his white bring hat, his bald head, gleaming, covered in, in kind of like mixture between black and blue and red blood uh, as, mm-hmm. as a lot of his crew members are all of different race. And he's kind of heavily panting. he's looking at you and he's looking back down the corridor. And then Zarud is like snarling and then <clears throat> trying to catch himself. You can see the bolt still partially sticking out of his neck um, <laughs> but has been kind of cauterized and wrapped a bit but the bolt is still there. Um, you can see a bit of frostbite up one of his arms as he's holding his dagger and it's trembling, but his hair is matted with blood, um, as if somebody has been crashed into him and it's just caked, there's dirt, and they're all scrabbling at you, and it's like, ah, We meet again. And then you hear it echoing through the ca- the chamber. <laughs> Large dark forms drop from the ceiling, shadows forming. They move into the light and draw themselves up to their full massive height. As you see, three large Yuanti abominations stretch themselves out before you. Huge, thick, snake like bodies that come up into a, a humanoid torso one female, two male bows strung across their back, large curved blades, scaled bodies, huge muscular bodies, towering over all of you. Their large snake-like heads looking down on you as their tongues flicker out. They draw their blades poking. They point at all of you and just hiss. And you hear this unknown language kind of released from their mouths. And in unison, they all leap into action. I need everyone to roll initiative.
0: There we go. Yeah.
4: So, are these characters with or against the guys that just came in? You don't know. Are they facing the same way? They're they're all looking at us, right?
1: They're all they're looking at everyone in this room. They're all jumping towards everyone in this room. They seem the to snake,
4: be, the snake people.
1: The, you, you want the abomination
4: Okay, and we're on the opposite side of the room from you. The, you were
1: you were in the kind of chamber, the and they've come down mm. from the ceiling. The, yes. the, the 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 five uh, of the pirate mercenaries who come in through yep. the main corridor are right, just okay. in the room with you.
0: Behind us. Creatures
1: okay. have come in. You do notice that these creatures are covered in flecks of blood and gore as well, and their blades have already been kind okay. of used, and there's blood all yep. over them. So. Um,
3: and there's if there's still all of us and all the crew are all still together
1: all of your crew are still together the other crew right. are still together as well these things are fucking huge they're large monstrosities they're massive um yeah they you see now i can get this see if i can get the exact height of them what's um, the
3: spelling way of what
1: they're called y-u-a-t-i yeah, yeah. two two separate words um
3: So, okay. oh, yeah,
1: we'll get <laughs> uh, let's my monster manual later. See now. They can roughly be t- they can be up to seven feet tall. Um, but they are towering over and they're massive, wide creatures, and they've all got big blades, like curved, simchar-like blades. And they all have a bow and a quiver over their back as well. So, um, I've rolled for each of them. Uh, I'm going to go around. So, twenty-five to twenty. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. 20 to 15?
0: 15.
1: 15, great. 15 to 10? Ooh. 10 to five? Seven. Seven, okay. Now we're gonna roll for uh, Veronica and for Van Breck and for Captain uh, Mingna and for the other captain as well. Oh, the we garbage Um Mingna. Veronica is after Zel, and Van is after Veronica. We're gonna to have to fucking protect the crew. Yeah, they're uh, not the,
3: the same crew leaders.
1: are pissing themselves at this point. And then for this is quite a large mix. battle.
3: Ye- Even Jim, what? Even Jim. Even
1: Jim. Even Jim. Yeah, they're all kind of like Aah. they're cowards. They're, they're 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 barely pirate merchants. Um. Okay, so.
3: I suppose they're, they're used to a certain level
1: of yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, right. threat as pirates, but... Okay, so, Lopan, your move first. These Yanti have jumped in. You see them, they're their bodies, and they leap towards you in a, in a one swell motion. One is aiming towards your group. One in, in particular is aiming for your group. Your group. Uh, the female one is, which is off kind of to your right. She has kind of leaped over you and is going for the group that have just come in through the door. And then the last one is kind of circling around on the crew. So...
2: Well, um, I look at the the group and I look at the 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 one that's coming towards us and I just mumble, "Well, I, I got the size wrong," and then I kind of speak up halfway through. I was like, "Am oh I got the size wrong, lads?" But that just means it's easier to hit. And uh, do I notice any of the crew that I've been, you know, kind of playing cards with near me?
1: Yeah, they're all near you. They're all kind of carried. They're about they're about ten, ten, fifteen feet away from me.
2: Right, and I was just like, uh, just call out one of them was like, This is how it's done, and uh, I'm gonna fire my uh, my crossbow. Go, go, and because it hasn't acted yet, yeah, you're gonna get me, I get me, thank god it's big, so I don't feel as guilty if I heard it. Um, I'm gonna actually, no, you know, I'll continue with the indie beyond, so I get an advantage with this. Oh, I don't know, sorry, wrong one, apologies. Sorry, uh, what I do is I say that and I dramatically unclip the uh, the the hooded lamp and put it down. (laughs) Uh, Because I don't want that on me if I want a ninja vanish. And then I fire the uh, the the crossbow. Okay. Um, So give me one sec as I just so this is vantage. Roll it there Roshi.
4: Oh my god.
2: Jesus. there's a Roll it there, Calais. Don't know if you can see me fluffy dice. I've gone back to the fluffy dice, but uh so the, yeah, AC 24. That definitely hits. Uh, um, you never, well, actually, if if you said I hadn't, I'd probably, Lopan would probably cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give us uh, damage. But, uh, so it's a lot because uh, because I'm starting at the, but I'm, I'm assassinating the creature pretty much. So the light crossbow, oh, the light crossbow is 11. Yeah. But then, which is, then I get me sneaky.
1: Ray, you're on deck after Lopan. Yeah. It's one of them still going. So, what's the next bit of damage you have? So,
2: uh, 18 and the old. Wow. So, that is 29 together. Wow. And then. Well, I can't go back and hide because, um, well. I'll fire again with my crossbow, just normally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I whip my sorry with uh, my uh, bonus action. Yep. Yeah. So, just the normal. There's no um, advantage or anything. I think it's only my first. Yeah, we did. We agreed it was only the first hit. But I rolled twenty-one to hit. That definitely hits. And then this is out the sneak. Just going to be still going to be enough. I blow them, hoping that they'll move, but they won't. Uh, for, yeah. Well, it's a six. Six. No, it's good. Um, two shots, and you, see, and you catch it. And
1: it's like, and it kind of, it kind of catches it midair, and it slumps down a bit and catches itself against one of the pillars. You've heard it; it has heard it. Yeah, like it's like, and you see the two bolts sticking out of its chest, green blood dribbling down its scales as it kind of draws its blade and, it's like, and moves in towards you. Um, is there anything else you want to do? You've got your movement.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of see if I was a Malay person, I, I wouldn't feel bad, but I'm gonna kind of go. Right, lads. There's a there's a five gold in it. If you can do it better, if you can take the head off, it's ten. And I'm gonna kind of like try and like go and move back. But I'm trying to look for a, a higher you're ground. You're gonna try
1: and oh, you're trying to get up, are you?
2: Yeah, kind of climb up to get higher ground if I can. But I'm, but it's the an altar for hiding behind
1: the pillar. You're right next to an altar, or if you want, you want to try and hide behind the pillar.
2: Yeah, I'll yeah for cover. So I'll go behind the pillar then. So I'm. I'm like with my 30 move so cool, yeah. I, I can on my new go hide.
1: Great. You're in hide.
2: That's fine. No, I'm just moving around it at the moment and trying to inspire the group to kind of make them think about money and beating <laughs> okay. me as opposed to realizing the yeah, yeah. bigger picture so to speak. But well, That's what I'm going to try anyway. Gray Into yourself. Right.
4: I am going to uh I want to yell as I pull out my short boat I want to yell to the other group, uh, we're gonna have to work together if we're gonna get out of here alive. And um, then I'm gonna aim at uh, the nearest snake guy to me, I'm gonna aim at his eye with my nope. short
1: bow. Yeah, that's the that's the other one is kind of bearing, and none, none of them are in melee range at the moment. So you got like the this action to kind of hit them with a range, like no problem. So there's, yeah. there's, there's one that low hit, and then there's the second one coming at you, and then the female one is going for the other group. So, yeah, go ahead. Roll to attack.
0: Oh, I got a B. That's oh, wow.
1: Awesome.
4: At. It's, yeah, it's not 20. Nice.
1: Well done. That's them for the most that definitely hits, right. obviously. Nice, right. Nice one,
4: brother.
1: Nine. Nice one, brother. <laughs> that's Nine. Yes. Is that, did you double that?
4: Uh, the D&D Beyond did it. Look did at that itself. magic.
1: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Nine. so okay um yeah so like you catch it square and like just under the under the collarbone and it's like and it kind of turns on you yeah uh, do, you, do you want to do anything else
4: i haven't got any other uh i haven't got any other actions uh really yeah, your, so. your
1: bonus action is bardic inspiration but if you want to hold that that's cool it's your call
4: i could use that for Zill I could why don't I Yeah, I am going to um, uh, turn around to Zill and uh, I'm going to oh, sing please. just a bit I'm going to sing just a bit where it says I'm going to make you bleed bleed I don't know what you watch you bleed, what Anyway, yes, so... I Remind just, me, does that add
3: to my role or Damage? It's, a, isn't
4: it up to, isn't it up to you? You I have to, hear. like, it, it's up to you which one, which role you want to add it to, but you have to say it before you see the result of the role. I so you don't him. have to... I can't you,
3: hear Wayne. Yeah, me either.
1: It's an ability check. Or an attack roll or a saving throw. That's what you can do. Let me check,
3: attack roll, saving
1: throw. So yeah. Oh, okay. A, so you can use a one DA for that. Um, it lasts for ten minutes, so it'll definitely last for the round of combat. Um, uh yeah, mm-hmm. as Kim says, you have to announce if you're going to use it before you see the. You know.
3: So yeah, it's all good. So okay. So if somebody was attacking me and I had to roll a saving throw, could I say, "Oh, well, I'm using my bardic inspiration yep. on this"? Yes. Like it doesn't have to be on my go.
1: No, no, no. Can you just whenever no. you need to do a roll. Of an ability check, saving throw or an attack, you can use it.
3: Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you.
1: No, what else? Um, that's the end. The Greys go. It's now Mingna's go. Mingna is fucking pissed. Um, <laughs> she's like, <"Argh!" clears throat> um she basically goes full in health like, and screams uh, and is gonna turn around and at the closest one, she is going to cast uh, where's it going again? Hunter's mark on the closest one to her, which is the one that Lopan fired his two shots into. Um So Hunter's Mark is pretty cool. It's uh, so you choose a creature you can see within range and mystically mark it as your quarry. Until the spell ends, you deal extra 1d6 damage to the target whenever you hit with a weapon attack. You have advantage on Wisdom uh, or Wisdom Perception or Wisdom Survival check. You make to find it, and if the target drops to zero hit points before the spell ends, you can use the bonus action subsequent so turn your uh, turn your mark to another creature. So um, so she's gonna Hunter's Mark that creature, uh, which which Lopin is already damaged. And she's going to swing in with her rapier. Um, bah, 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 bah. Um, so that is a, oh, that's definitely going to hit. That's a 20 uh, treat to hit. And um, so she gets an extra D6 on that. Um, so that's eight points of damage plus oh, another four points of damage. That's 12 points of damage in total. So she slices into it. And... Um, so that brings that down to that. Um and she has a second attack. And she's gonna strike again. Um that misses. So she swings in again. and she, the 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 snake like, You see it just like like snakes do, like they flick themselves. As you can see, the first attack from a rapier is a large gash across his chest, uh, just below where the bolts cut into it. Um and it's this green blood starting to ooze down as it kind of just tongue flicks out in front of her. Um, she is that is pretty much the end of her go, I think. Uh, I got excited
4: when you said that's the end of her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she um
1: she's actually going to use um she's actually already used her bonus action, so she can't do that. Um, so that's fine. She, she stays engaged with the creature at close combat. It's now into Zilzara.
3: Okay, um, Mandazil. You do it. <laughs> the three sneaky lads who have landed in, uh, two males and a female, he said. So, lopan has engaged one um, and uh, Grey engaged the other. Yeah. Any of them going for Zarut and the gang?
1: Yeah, the female one. She's going for them.
3: female's heading for them. Okay, yeah. right. I am going to... I'm going to use a range... Uh, what am I going to use? Oh, yeah. Uh, magic Missile at... Uh, third level okay. Um, and I would like to use it against the um, one of the lizard boys who's not uh, obviously going cool, to cool. the other gang, they can deal with her for the time being. Yeah, there's We're gonna there go w-
1: after them. one of the snake boys is engaged with uh, directly with uh, Mingna, and the other one yeah. is currently kind of like after taking damage, so it's a significant amount of damage. Um. Actually, no, that's the one that she's engaged with. So the one that 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 uh lope or the grey hit with the arrow is kind of like kind of about to move in on grey. Uh, and then the okay, other one right is engagement on. Mingna.
3: I'm gonna go through the one about to move in on grey and Coo-coo. um lash uh magic missiles at third level at him. So that's five darts.
1: Five darts.
3: Five darts. Up the butt. Um so um I need to roll damage. if yeah, they automatically hit. Oh fuck! I have to do the beauty of magic missile. Yeah, the thing with uh, the thing with D and D Beyond is unless you're clever at the start, unlike I was, and like multiplied the dice, it doesn't automatically roll like five no. D fours for you.
1: You have to it's cast it at bad. the right spot at the right level. Just add add the D four. Yeah, no, that. And
3: then plus so... one for each dice. Yeah. Well, they're all going into the same. Uh, baddie, so 15,
1: 18, 21. 21 points of damage. Um, Yeah, they just streak out, you see five like all concentrated, like it's like full on Ryu, fucking Dragon Ball Z, Kami Kami Haha type of thing, just you see these magic missiles converge at the one as they just all impact. Straight into the back of this thing, as it kind of falls and kind of lands and catches itself on the side of the altar and you see it's its elbow kind of break through the crust and blood and ooze start to slip out over its arm and down onto the floor starting to slough off into large clubs um and it kind of picks itself back up and there's a huge scorch mark up its back uh, as it screams in pain and um, 21 points did you say
3: 21 yes
1: cool uh, yeah yes um and it's like, ah, and you can see that this, the scales and the flesh on its back are burnt and singed and you can kind of see the the, the, the fleshy meat underneath kind of peering through all burnt and there's a smell of burnt f- flesh in the air um, as it kind of is stumbling in front of Grey. As Grey, you're kind of like, oh, what the fuck? Um, is there anything else you want to do?
3: Um, I was going to uh, move away, so I was wondering... <laughs> Uh, how far away is the tunnel uh, entrance from where the the lads came in? Because what I was gonna do was move and potentially misty step my way back that way to stop any of them escaping.
1: Um, They're kind of just in at the entrance of that, but it's a very wide tunnel. So you could easily work around them and get behind them. Particularly if you're gonna misty step, you could just literally bamf through them to the other side
3: yeah because well misty step is only 30 feet and i have to see where i'm going
1: sure sure you have to see where you're going but you can still see the end you can still see the tunnel so i mean it's a it's, yeah. a, it's a huge tall tunnel area mm-hmm. um but yes you could make that you could make it you could use your walk full walk distance of 30 feet and then bam for another 30 feet if you need to because you're not directly yeah, cool. engaged with any creature
3: yeah
1: cool is that what you want to do Yes, please. Okay. So you, you all watches, or if you're paying attention you see Zayl run and then just leap and then bamf and then <laughs> boom and you appear behind them as you land in behind the rest of them in a, in a kind of a cloud of purple smoke and smell of brimstone full on. Cut to Wagner style. Um, mm-hmm. And you're now behind that group. Um, that is the end of your go. How
3: far behind them though? Sorry, just
1: well, how far did you, did you want to get right up to them and then bamf 30 feet no. from them, or where well, did you want to be? Yeah,
3: so I suppose I wanted to be far enough away from them that it was an effort to engage with me, but like, so I could, so that I could still keep an eye and stop
1: running away. So, say about 15 feet from them?
3: Yeah, 15,
1: 20. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, so you're about 15, that's 20 all right. feet. Yeah, that's fine. Um, It's now the snake people's go. So the Yanti are going to swing in. The first one's going to come in and start looking for um, first, it's going to look and see if it can find Lopan. Mm,
2: well, I, I, I'm just behind the altar. I, I haven't. Um, have you technically hidden? I didn't. I didn't do the, the hide check. I just hid. I just. I'm just behind the altar, cowering. In okay. Fact. So it's going gonna... to. I decided, fuck it. I'll just use my second uh, action to just shoot at it. Which is, I should have actually done that. So. Okay. Yeah, it can. It can. It can probably see me if it just comes yeah. around.
1: Um. All right, it's going to swing in with a shimtar and swing down with you with its blade. Uh, no
2: worries. Well, no, I am worried, but it's not. It's a 30-20 to hit.
1: That's a hit. It's a hit. It's going to do... Okay, here we go. It does, slashes in at nine points of slashing damage as it cuts down into you as you're on the ground. You just see, the you feel the blade slash across your back uh, and you're like, ah, in pain. Um, second attack, that's a miss. That's a natural two plus seven, so that's, that's nine. So that miss as I take it? Yeah.
2: My yeah. AC, oh God, if my AC was that bad, I'd, I'd yeah. be wrong.
1: You duck out of the way and the blade just impacts, Ching, with a large clang and a spark as it hits the altar. Um, let me see now, it doesn't really have anything else. That's its two attacks, that's the first one. Second one is moving in on gray. It's gonna swing down, actually, with Shimtar. You know what it's gonna do? It's going to, yeah, yeah, that's just gonna. It's gonna swing down where it's entire. That's probably gonna m- mow a little. Uh, that is a fourteen to hit.
4: Uh, doesn't make
1: it. Doesn't make it. The first one you manage to duck as it swings over your head. Second attack. Um, that is a sixteen to hit. That
4: hits me. That hits
1: as you duck down. It brings the blade down again and catches you across the side of the arm, hitting you four. Um, that is. What's it done again? Uh, that is um, 11 points of damage uh, as it slices Peter. down across your arm you, you see the first kind of the slice of the you can see the pink flesh underneath at the first cut to one side and you feel the blood oozing down your arm uh, as you take 11 points of damage it's like, yeah. hissing in on you you can see the, the arrow sticking out of its chest and the, oh, the, the yeah. kind of the, the scales on its back singeing and smoke rising from the acrid magic missiles into its body the female is going to move in on the other group and she's going to do something a bit different she is going to reach out for Zerut and going to try and constrict him her um,
3: big tail
1: Yeah, so her tail flicks out and wraps itself she rolled a natural 14 plus 7 for 20, 30, 21 the tail wraps around Zerut and it constricts him uh, actually he needs to I'm to be grappled and he takes two d6 dulge or oh, one d6 plus four. Um so eight points of damage into the root mind of Alex. Okay, um Zuru, eight points of damage, okay. Um And that's her first attack. Her second attack. She's then going to swing out. She's grappling him with her tail. Going to swing out at the captain with her other blade. uh, With her blade. And for him for an attack. And that probably does not hit him to 7 plus 5. No, that misses. As the blade swings wide. That is the end of her go. It's now with the Von Breck. Uh, Von Breck, looking worried and pissed, is like, fuck. Um, Is going to reach out. And the one that's towering over Lopan, he is going to... Let's see now. Cast mind spike into the creature. As you see, von Breck's hand reaches out and kind of does this, and he grasps his hands together. Um, and he reaches into the mind, so so like so so it's a wisdom saving throw. So, see, they have advantage on this. They've advanced on and spells and their magic effects, they do. So, the wisdom saving throw, I think it's 30. Wisdom Saber. That is a fail. Um, they take 3d8 psychic damage.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: 13 points of psychic. You, you see the, the the creatures towering over your Lopan, and you just see this kind of like Look of terror spread across its face. It's like reels back and starts grasping its head as the mind spike takes hold. Um, as it's hit for thirteen points of damage. And that's, it's he's looking. He's starting to look hurt. There's blood pouring out of his nostrils. He has the the, the the kind of bolts in his chest. Um, and it is looking hurt. Um, that is von Breck's go. It's now into Veronica. Veronica just snarls, and you see her body change in form and twist, and her talons extend. Her face extends and fangs. <laughs> and she just leaps through the air and onto the back of the creature attacking Gray. Um, and she's going to try and do a, a double slash into her. So double melee attack. Throw 20 on one of them. Uh, and the other one was a 17, so they both hit But the natural 20, so the natural 20 so... okay, so is a this. Okay, so 14 points of damage on the first one, the second one. To further, eight points of damage. This is into the one that's on top of, uh, on top of gray. Um, okay. So what did I say that was? That was, okay, yeah.
4: 14, you said 14.
1: 14, and then another eight. Um, so it's 22 points of damage. Um, and that one is also starting to look at this, as Ryan is slashing into its back, and you see scales and flesh and bloods flexed to the floor, green blood covering your talons, and she's like, <laughs> um, So that's her attack. Now, uh, it's into the other pirates. As they're and they're going to attack as a group. Uh, he's grappled, so he's going to try and make a save on that. And the save is—he fails. Gets a two. Uh, as the captain is going to attack in with his blade, it's going to miss attack. That'll hit. Um, that is twenty-two, and it hits the female uh Yankee for seven points of damage. Okay. Okay. Now. Back to the top of the order. Pan. it's into you. The crew are cowering. They're not doing anything. Actually, no, the captain. I forgot the captain. Sorry. She had yeah. Her fist. She is literally, you watch, she just basically is like, fuck this. And she pounds her fists together and runs straight up to the one that's attacking Grey and just starts to pummel into him. So she mm-hmm. is going to do um, an unarmed strike on things. So let me see now, this. Uh, first one's going to miss out uh, of 10, second one, that'll hit, that's a 30-20, uh, um, she does five points of damage into that creature, um, spending a key point, Flurry of Blows. Nice. Oh, it rolled off a natural 20 to a 12, that misses. Oh. Um, okay, so she's like, she literally catches it in the side, and it's like, it's like it's winded as it stands over grey, it took, it took a bit of damage. So now it's back to the top of the order. It's into Lopan.
2: So um, I've got one on me, but there's someone else helping me in fighting it.
1: Um, for, um, for No. um, my, uh, Von Breck mind spiked it. So it's like, he's off on the far side. He just cast the mind spike. So it's Would grasping it at its head. It is kind of like distracted in that regard, but it is still engaged with you. Oh no, that's good.
2: You. But I, I'm kind of like looking for, if I'm getting help, then I can get my sneak attack. That's what I'm more thinking.
1: Uh, there's nobody flanking it.
2: Cool, no worries, that's, that's the magic word. So, um... Ooh. Right, I am going to just shoot with my crossbow. I'm really, really good with the crossbow, so I don't get any penalties when someone's in on me. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. But uh, it's just a regular. I've got the d20 in my hand and I'm about to press the button. I'm just going to roll that bad button. <laughs> I just had it in my hand and was pressing the button, but uh maybe I should have. That's uh, AC-13. That misses, unfortunately. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of doing the maths and it's like, this isn't my forte. Um, uh, I'm going to disengage. What is that I'm from disengage? Go, yeah, you can do that. And my... move. Oh God, it's gonna, he's going to probably uh, keep on chasing me, but uh, I'm going to move away from 30 feet.
1: Cool. you move your full 30 feet away from the creature and he's still like he's still recovering from the mind spike he's like shaking his head and he doesn't see you disengage and vanish off um that's the end of your go gray it's into you
4: all right i'm going to uh chuck my boomerang at this guy's head (laughs) i love this uh yeah i'm just gonna unleash it if
1: that's okay yeah go you unleash that boomerang That's 14. That just misses. So you throw the boomerang. It just kind of disappears off into the distance and then back into your hand, but it didn't catch the guy at all.
4: Right. At that range, that's atrocious. Uh, Right. Uh, I do have... I don't think it counts if you're going to do a range attack like that. I have two weapon fighting, and I have my dagger out as well. Yeah, only, whether... but you
1: only have one attacks, uh, one attack yeah. action per, per turn. I have to be doing it
4: with the two. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right, then I'm gonna I'm just gonna uh, wait. Okay.
1: See
4: what happens to me? Um,
1: okay, no worries. Um, so that is the end of Graysgo. It's now Mingna. Mingna is going to do the same thing again. So let Hunter's mark on this motherfucker. So, Remember
4: she's... when I had a rogue, a swashbuckling rogue with like a million moves?
1: Yeah, rogues, man. Yeah,
4: Marie!
1: ming is going to do two more strikes into this midfucker. Uh, uh, both of them hit. Yeah, both of them definitely hit. Um, that one was a natural 17. That was a natural uh 7. So yes, they both hit. And gonna do Um damage. I'm going to roll on this twice eight top damage and plus three plus a d6 well again oh yeah 16 points of damage on the first strike Um, brings it down to yeah this guy's looking hurt second attack
0: not as good five
1: Okay, nine points of damage into that guy. So, yeah, this fella's looking rough as balls. Um, ming is slicing through, and you see chunks of flesh, and as she brings the blade down on his free hand, she just, you just see the hand flip through the air, and gouts of green blood, flesh, uh, kind of spurt from the wound, and the hand flops to the floor, and she's just breathing, panting heavily, standing in front of of him. Um, Pretty much... She's now going to bonus action disengage and move her full 30 feet and move up behind the one that was with Lopan. She was attacking the one that was attacking Gray, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. So she's now going to try and engage the one that's chasing Lopan, who's now coming out of the mind spike. Zay, um, so listen to yourself.
3: Um, I'm going to stick with the... so. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with the all reliable. Um, are the two uh, male twenty uh, within 120 feet? I assume, oh, yeah. Still,
1: they they all are. Yeah, definitely are. Yeah.
3: Grant. Okay, I'm going to cast it at uh, second level, which means I have four darts.
0: Four
1: darts.
3: Yeah, oh, four darts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so two each. Yeah. Um, and I am going to. Sorry, go for that note.
4: Get him, get him Get him, get
3: So it was. So one got seven and one got eight. So the one, the more, the more harsh one. So got seven, I suppose. If I can do it that way.
1: The more hurt one got seven. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, he looking rough as balls. Uh, the 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 domestic missile just catches them in the side of the head. Like,
3: um,
1: and they are in bits. They're staggering a bit now. Um, so you say seven points of damage into them. So uh, yeah, seven
3: into one and, and eight, eight into the other one.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. The other one as well Boys is looking a, looking a bit rough. The female one is the only one that hasn't taken any damage. Oh, well, i taken. Um, I think she said, took. She took. No, she did. She took some damage. Thank you. No, she didn't. She's still fully, fully healed. I um, know, the captain hit her. Yeah, she took four damage, actually. So, that is the end of there. It's now the Yuan T's go. Um, he won his... Mingna has come up behind. Lopan's done a runner. And he kind of turns and sees her standing there. He's going to try and grab her with his tail. Um, That misses. That's a five plus seven. Um, That is not her... I think that's her... Oh, hang on! That no, that doesn't. Your armor class is fourteen. Um, doesn't get her. And second it's like... Forty. That just hits. So that's okay. that's seven points of damage into being. That she kind of takes it square on. Um, that's his go. Second one. Who's rough as fuck is standing over Gray. Another kind of like he has. He has um. Veronica on his back and she's like tearing into him and he's trying to pull her off and he's gonna try and swing his blade back and catch her. Um two attacks into well one, yeah, two attacks into her. one hits um and hits four. Okay, so she gets hit with Enough eight points of damage, that's grand. Um okay. Um the female one still holding on to um to root, and she kind of squeezes. Um, just do a, a kind of a bit of mm, and he takes uh, two ooh, he takes, fuck me uh, 14 points of damage into roots Zeru. Zeru's looking hurt uh, okay, that's their go it's now into Von Brexko Um you see now, yeah Zeru's not looking good at all, he's kind of going limp in this kind of like kind of contortions like wrapped around this snake's tail uh 14 there he took six to Ooh, he is looking sickly now okay so um von breck again looking around seeing the really the really injured one with veronica on his on their back again he's gonna reach out and go fuck he's like you leave her alone and he kind of reaches out and hmm is going to cast. Oh, no, that's the wrong word. You, know that. you watch as he casts. You see now. He casts a large purple fist that appears in the air, humongous, bigger than any mage hand you've ever seen. And it seems to have like kind of like a, a fiery outline to it, and flames flicking off the end of it. As the hand just materialises mid-travel as it's going down towards this creature, and it's going to look pummel and punch uh, this Yang Ti who has Veronica on its back, square in the chest, and he's going to roll in to attack. Uh, it's actually it just his, isn't it? Put a large hand, fist. The hand strikes one creature within feed five to make him Melee attack. Okay. Melee spell attack for the hand using the game. Right, oh, so okay. So his Melee spell attack is plus seven. That definitely hits 16 plus seven. And uh, they take 4d8 damage. One second now. It's casting Bigby's hand. Oh, nice. 20 points of damage. This thing is oh, hanging nice. on. By a fucking tread. The hand just impacts. You see, there's an explosion of arcane energy as it just cracks it square in the chest. And you hear the ribcage.
0: <laughs>
1: as the air just erupts from its lungs and it seems to crumple. And Veronica just has to hang on. Actually, let's see if she hangs on. Microbatics like 16 plus. Yeah, she made it. Um, she manages to hang on her claws, digging deep into its shoulders. Um, it's now Veronica's go. Two more attacks into let's See it now. Yeah, multi attack. Okay. Natural twenty. This is gonna finish this fucker off. Plus a fourteen. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So, it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's twenty. Yeah. It dead. "She, her claws go into the neck of the creature. You see it twist, and its head." <laughs> And just flies through the air, green spurts of blood flowing up as the body crumples to the floor, and she rolls off it. That's one down. Um two to go. That is the end of Veronica's go. It's now into then route is gonna try and make a thing, but he's pretty fucked. Oh, I think he made it. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, DC of 14. He manages to see him. And he kind of flexes his arms and the coiled uh, tail of the snake uncoils and he flops to the floor. He looks fucked. It looks like he's been squished. A few broken bones, definitely a few broken ribs. Um, that's his go. It's now the captain's go. He's going to swing in on his blade on this female. They both hit. Whoa. Um, so that is.
0: Um,
1: she finally takes damage. Uh, uh, 36 points of damage. Jesus Christ. No, that's not right. No. That's not right. No, no, no. And... Oh yeah, okay. That's right. Okay. Um it's now back to the top of the order. Lopan is up to you. Actually, no, the captain again, I keep forgetting about her. Apologies. Mm-hmm. Too many too many characters. Uh way too many characters. Um, she's gonna basically attack in again. Punch, punchy, punchy, punchy. Missed. Oh miss. Hello, Pan, it's into you. All
2: right. Um, so uh I'm 30 feet away from the one that was attacking me. Uh who's engaged with that one again? Sorry.
1: It's, Mina uh, is now engaged. Mina.
2: That um, well then I'll move a little five foot in, so I'm definitely in range. And uh I'm gonna fire my uh my first uh, hand crossbow. Um actually honey on. I'm happy with that. That is yeah, that's AC eighteen. That definitely hits. So, because the creature's in melee with someone, I get me sneaky sneak. Ah, oh, you roll a one. God damn it. So, with the normal damage, yeah. It's a five, uh, because I rolled a one there. And then my sneaky tech. Probably be three ones ones, uh, Yeah, roll on the tree. Sweet. So, a total uh, with the two of 15 damage into the creature with the first um okay very nice yeah it's funk and he just sinks it deep into the
1: like literally to the top of the ball to, into its chest and just like argh, as it, it, it is looking hurt and his blood starting to just ooze out through its mouth as its tongue flickers and it just spits blood across mingna's head
2: i'm not gonna cower because um uh we need to kill these things so yeah. i'm gonna use my bonus action to uh fire again okay oh nice uh yeah ac 23 that definitely hits, and it's just a normal, uh, normal dice. Oh, nice, thank you. That is a nine.
1: Nine. Uh, yeah, no, that that <laughs> hits it for sure. Yeah, big time. Not
2: nine. Uh, it's a nine.
1: <laughs> um, like funk <laughs> into it again, it's like, ah! and it's kind of starting to get staggering. It's starting to get a bit woozy. You can see that it's like trying to keep its grip, and it's focusing on
2: both you and Mingna at the same time. Um, is that the end of your go? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stay where I am. Uh, I'm 25 feet away from it then. Well, I suppose I'm like 30 feet to is my range, so I'll be 30 feet away from it. So cool, cool. Um, great.
1: Into you.
4: All right, I'm going to try with my bow again because I'd better look.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um.
4: Uh. Obviously, the one that's directly in front of me, and I'm just gonna just gonna shoot at him.
1: Yeah, yeah go for it. It's looking. It's looking hurt. Actually, no, the one front of you is dead. One in front of you is dead. You uh, is dead so oh,
4: there's... yeah, sorry. The one that uh Darren just did damage to.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Uh who is this?
4: Darren. Sorry, the one that Lopan My is. My alter hard. ego, i rip off. No. It, the, I wrote I down, do that, the, I the bunny
2: head, head comes off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's going everywhere. I
4: wrote I, I wrote the initiative uh lineup here and I wrote Darren Gray and then Jill. I'm like, okay.
2: <laughs> so
4: I got 15 Wayne.
1: That just it. Ooh. Ooh.
4: Right. Let's uh see how much I hide him.
1: Seven. Seven points of damage. Um yeah, like the the the, the arrow just and you just see it, it bury itself in his abdominal and it's like oh and it doubles over a bit. It's like and it's coughing up green blood as it's gonna brings its blade up and it's looking over at you as it sees you they standing there with a the bow out um you've heard it yeah he's he's like he's peppered with bolts and with arrows and it's looking sore
0: okay uh
4: yeah well i just that's what i can do
1: cool 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 um that is you're going now. she's again it's um she's has moved um bonus action moved her hunter's mark across to this new creature so she's now going to slice into place with the rapier um would oh, you I'm tell you, I'm gonna take a picture of this and send it to you. Uh what I just rolled. Two Is
2: natural
1: it? two natural ones.
2: No well. Oh, no! no.
1: I swear to God.
2: Oh. Two
1: natural ones. I'm sending What's them to the that? group chat now. Two natural ones. It's nasty. I haven't seen that in a long yeah,
2: time. Jesus. Oh, fuck, that's blurry. Yeah. It's good but when the yeah, bad guys roll.
1: So she missed completely. Um two swinging in the thing is just swaying back and forth like a drunken master and it just uh, yeah that's just nasty shit two natural ones Um and she just something just hits the altar as sparks fly from her blade Um there's not much else she can do that's the end of me now go it's now into Zilzara arrow.
3: Um the female the, steam... <laughs> the female Beastie. Um, how hurt is she looking?
1: She's not looking that hurt at all. She's she's been injured, but not as severely as the others.
4: Yeah, she's dealing with our lads. She's sorting that. Bit out.
3: Yeah, no, I know. I'm I was just uh I was just wondering if I needed to turn my attention, but I think I'll finish your man off first. Um so I'd like to cast Ray of Frost. Can I roll with advantage on this? My
1: attack roll? No. Um can you roll with advantage on it? Um, like use
3: my bardic inspiration.
1: Oh, that's not an advantage. You just roll a d8 to attack. So you roll, add a d8 to the roll. Yeah. So it's one. Oh. So it's, it adds a d8. That's what it does. So you can roll your d20, then roll a d8 yes. and add the two You And add
3: it on. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. Grant, we're going to try Ray Frost. cool. cool, um, cool. Uh, at uh, your man. Your man
1: Zarud on the ground now. Zarut, he did he did um I rolled did... a
3: dirty twenty anyway.
1: Cool. Ooh. He did he did get up, so he's not prone, so you don't have disadvantage on it. So um twenty two. That hits. Him, yeah. To draw. yeah, that hits him for sure. Nice. So he's fucked. Like so what what's the damage
0: on that? Two D eight,
3: so hang on, they roll Why did that Oni give me? Three. Oh, okay. Grand. I need to roll it again. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's wrong. Oh, it was right the first time. Sorry. It was three. Three was the damage. Three damage. I confused myself. Yeah. Um, Because it actually rolled 2d8 for me last, that, that time, but didn't do it on my other spells.
1: Okay. You, you, Anyway. Reach out, and you see the the the, the beam of white light just ca- swoop and catches him, where his frostbite arm is. you see his arm just kind of, like ah—as his arm starts to freeze up. He, like he's—he drops one of his daggers, and he's like, ah—he's kind of looking at you, and he's—he's—he's he's, he's looking really fucking hurt, but he's hanging in there. But his his left arm is frozen, um, as he takes that damage. So yeah, is that the end of your go?
3: Um, I am gonna use my.
0: Bonus action
1: to
3: uh, uh, Misty Step, yeah, uh, out from behind those lads and closer to my gang.
1: Cool, yes, like bamf bamf, and you're just there, poof, you land in beside who are you beside, Grey or Lopan, or where do you want to go?
3: Uh, close to Grey, I think.
1: Grant, you, you bamf in, and you're just kind of at the foot of the dead body of the young T who's been. Taken out by Veronica, who's now standing there like looking at the blood, like yeah.
0: um,
1: it's now into that one last remaining young. Oh, sorry, the two Yangtze Uh the one that's standing over Mingnan, Pan, and he brings his blade down on Lo Uh the first one is um uh 20, 30 24. I think oh, that hits. Um, damage is that is
2: um eleven points of damage into you. I is going to uncanny dodge it, so I'm going to leap out of the way and I'm going yeah. to take half of that damage. Nicely done, nicely done. I was and, thinking uh, of doing it the first time, but then you rolled a nine. Wait, well, I, like the nine, I was like, I'll save it. I might need it, but then I realized I can do it each round. So uh, this, yeah. I rolled a
1: second attack for he was going to do multi attack and use one of those attacks against Mingna, and he rolled a natural one. So <laughs> uh, that's garbage. Um, so yeah, he swings in and Mingna manages to f- just duck under the blade that swings over her head. The female Young is going to swing around and look at the, the 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 kind of the bedraggled half the bedraggled drow and just take one swing at him. And that is going to I think that is some hang on his armor class is 15. That that does hit him. Yes, it does. So it's damaging him. This is probably gonna finish him off. Yes, he's dead. Um, the blade comes down, and he just you just see the frozen arm gets cleaved off. Uh, and then she brings it back up and just cuts right through him and his butt. He's like, you just see his arm fall to the ground and shatter. And he drops back onto the ground, holding his guts, as blood pours out and just drops unconscious. Um, later, Zerup. Um Second attack into the captain. High fives later. It's a six plus mm. seven. And uh, the captain thing. That misses. He manages, ding, he blocks it. And he's like, Aah! and he's looking down at his dead quarry and looking around at all of you. Um, and you can just hear him goes. you Oh, this blasted trip has cost me more than I dared to, oh, and he's cursing and uh, he is going to bonus action disengage, grab his remaining crew, and leg it out the corridor, um, because the person that was paying him is fucking dead.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> and he is just going to basically full tilt, because um, it's it's well, you know, it's not his go yet, but that's what he's going to do on his go. It's not his go yet, so it's now uh, Von Brooks' go, and he's going to turn around. Um, and look at the one that's attacking both Mingna and Grey, and he's going to firebolt it. Um, so, it? yeah, firebolt, load up, load up, load up, firebolt into that motherfucker. Oh, uh, Grey. Yeah. Load up these pages. And that, de- Ant, de- and de- and there he is. Um, firebolt. That misses, that's a 10 um it just goes wide um okay now it is veronica's goal. veronica's gonna run up and at the one in mingna and gray two slashes the first one hits seven points of damage uh okay it's looking hurt um, and now it's the captain's go he's gonna disengage and book it he's out of there top of the order back to Lopam. gray you're it's on
2: deck day. My one's dead, is it? There's just no. Different...
1: Your one is in fronty. It's still there, but it's looking rough.
2: All right, awesome. Um, I'm gonna continue, uh, like shooting the hand crossbows at it. Then, as long as there's someone, yeah, fighting with me, um, uh, I'll get a sneak attack. So, uh, I'll go with this. Let's see if I hit first. Uh, AC nineteen. That hits. Sweet. So, got the light crossbow damage. Ah, oh, yes, is a nine, max. Oh, sorry, it's a 10, sorry. Yeah, Matt's there, and that be
1: Yeah, no, the full close range, it just sinks itself fully into the, but you see it disappear into the skin. And it's like, and it's kind of looking at everyone now surrounding it. It's like calling it to the other uh, Ti, who kind of turns and sees this uh, its colleague in distress. Go ahead.
2: Sorry, I forgot the, the sneak attack is another eight points.
1: Jesus. Um, yeah, it's, it is looking rough as balls.
2: And then with my bonus action, I will shoot again and turn it into a porcupine snake. Uh, now, is that a five or is that a... Yeah, it is a five. Damn it. It's, it's borderlining. Uh, so that is... Uh, yeah, it misses. It, it misses. misses. Cool. Yeah. It's, it manages to finally block one of your bolts with its blade
1: and it's like... It, it scatters off onto the ground. Gray, you are up. Unless you want to... Do you nothing
2: else you want to do, D-Man? No, no, I'm, I'm good. Sorry. that's cool, cool. It seems to be working, so I'm just going to... Yeah, stay where I am and do what I'm doing. Trail right, you're up.
4: Alright. Uh let's hit him again. You know, I'm an elaborate cat with lots of thoughts and desires, but Come mostly I'm go. gonna shoot this guy.
1: Yeah. Um I'm an elaborate cat.
4: Yeah, you know, you know what? You know what? All right, yeah, I might try with my boomerang again and break the. Go on, yeah, go first. for it. All right, I'm gonna aim for its head.
0: Oh, for fucks. What's he got?
4: Ten.
1: That misses, unfortunately, again. Out yes, into the it darkness, is. and it just kind of caroons around its head, and you catch it, and it's like, what the fuck, boomerang. Um, that misses, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um poor, gray. um, poor grey. Poor grey. Amina again now defiance after her two double ones for fuck's sake. He's going to two attacks into the brick. Two
2: you roll double ones again?
1: No. They're all garbage. An eight and a seven. And they both miss. No, eight. Is the eight hit? No. Eight hits. Hang on. Fuck me. Um it's hanging in there. Uh, she slices in, with at one attack, cuts it across its chest, but it's kind of half-dodges out of the way. The second one just g- goes underneath its arm as it moves to one side. Um, that's her attack done. um Zayla, it's you.
3: Um, I'm going to uh, cast Frostbite on our nearly dead snakey friend. Okay. Uh, he needs a con saving throw of 13. Roll the natural 16.
0: Damn it. Yeah.
3: Starting to come back now after those double
1: ones. Fuck's sake. Um, so.
3: Um, how close is he to me?
1: About 60. No, about 40 feet from you. Right,
3: okay. I was Actually, there. no, no, no. You're
1: up on gray. You're up on gray. So, no, he's within. He's about 15 feet from you.
3: So, I. I have a bonus action of two-weapon fighting that I never use. So that's not necessarily a bonus
1: action. Uh, it's just an ability, as far as I'm aware. Ah, oh, well then. So you can, two-weapon fighting and edge, you can use two daggers or something like that. So it's not necessarily... Ah, oh, okay. Um, it's just like a feature and trait, as far as I'm aware. Um, okay, okay. Actions in combat, two-weapon fighting. It means that if you have two daggers equipped, you can attack twice. Okay.
3: Um. Yeah, so... <laughs>
1: That didn't go according to plan, so, yeah, I'm done. Um, The Yangtis go. The Yangtis is surrounded and panicking and freaking out, and it's just going to attack the one that hit it with the most damage, and that is Lopan. Sorry, Demon. I just rolled a natural 20.
2: I can't see it, so it doesn't count, Wayne. Um, The
1: other one missed, so I rolled two attacks at once. One is a natural 20, one is a 4.
4: So, was I
1: the only person hurt up till now? I think I was. No, oh, low been, pan has no, been hurt. But, um, oh. Okay, I roll low on the damage. Um, so that's three, six, plus four. It's only 10 points of damage into you on that attack.
2: I will still try to hop out of the way. And You're going to uncanny dodge? Yeah.
1: Um, you didn't use your reaction this round. No, you haven't. No, okay. No, it's yeah. only
2: by. That's why I'm, it's bonus actions for the crossbows, but the reaction is. Is cool. I checked it so, so you take half damage, say. so you take
1: five points of damage.
0: Awesome.
2: Um
1: then the female one is gonna turn um with the captain and his mercenaries high tailing, she turns and sees her colleague in huge distress, fucked, very little HP left, because she can see the counterbub's head, and it, and she's like <laughs> <what that> is. <laughs> fully surrounded, she kind of takes it in, and you just watch as she slithers up the wall and gets to about sixty feet up and vanishes into a hole and is gone there's nobody in, in range with her and she just leaves her fellow young t there she hightails it out of there um that is the end oh. of their go
3: oh wilt there leave me so unsatisfied yeah that's
4: a bit, of a bit of a blue balls moment
1: cold-blooded um so it's now their their turn is done it's now von breck's turn and uh, he is actually going to um you see now, he's just gonna do another firebolt into this fucker. DD Beyond is frozen. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay, well, Mine go.
3: froze on my phone a second,
1: a minute ago. Natural 19, so that hits, and this Boys. is going to kill this prick. 18 points of damage as the firebolt catches this Yangtze in the chest, and it just starts to burn away. As you're all like, your nose are all filled with burning, the smell of burning flesh, and the smoke is. Accurate and rising up from its chest wound as it just crumples to the ground twitching um as the fire consumes it and um you're left the crew are all cowering behind the altar all shitting their pants and the few the few of you that did actually engage um of break is like on he just kicks the fucking thing and and you now look over veronica's like lapping up the Yangtze blood from the ground um living oh. her best life oh. as you have vanquished this um, you're all standing around you don't. You hear kind of the distant slither through the pipe in the ceiling where it's gone and it's off in the distance you don't hear anything anymore the pirates and the mercenaries have gone they've done a legger back through the forest that was left of them uh, back to their two ships you're all standing there, the bodies all around you um, some of you are a bit hurt um, you've taken some damage what are you doing at this point?
3: Roll investigation and search the bodies of the snake beasties to see if there's any magical items or any clues about them. Yeah. Um roll investigation everyone. Twenty-one. Oh Jesus. Nineteen
1: um, plus two. They do have what look like gold pieces. Um but they're they're kind of they're not like dragons or anything that you've seen here. They're they're like they're like gold they're clumps of gold that have been formed into coins but they have an un an, an unknown image on them that looks like a snake head um they each carry a uh, scimitar um which is you know it's basically a, a finesse like weapon 1d6 slashing damage um they each have an each have a, a regular bow and arrow um on them they've got their own um, kind of like like you just the, the very little they have no clothing, it's just that's all they have. But you do find those gold pieces in them in total, roughly adding up between the two bodies about
3: 10 gold. Well, fuck it. Fuck it. Who? Cool. Um, I'll leave the weapons because I don't have any use for an material.
1: Right, Lopan, you guys do nothing?
2: Um, uh, like, I've been um, hurt, I want to get out, yeah. uh, but uh, Go ahead, Lopan. No, like, I, I think we're... Has anyone got a kind of uh, doctor's medical kit? What are they called again? Like, uh, I, I need to start sewing up some of these wounds before I... Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah,
4: di- didn't we get potions and things before? I... I you
2: did? I,
0: yeah,
4: yeah, I can't see them. I never wrote
0: them. <laughs> I, I, normally,
4: mm-hmm. I normally painstakingly add possessions and currencies. It's one of the only things I do as
2: I go but I can't.
1: Uh... We'll figure it out. We can add them, add them again, but.
2: Uh, like the... When I forget stuff, I write it down in a book, but I can't find where that book is. So I don't know what we have. Like, <laughs> even though I could just look in my backpack, but for some strange reason, like, it doesn't help. A lot um, he was written on. Um,
1: so, uh, I mean, I think I did.
2: We did get something, but unfortunately, that book yeah, is we, I
1: think... Okay. Yeah. He did stock up before he has left, um, as far as I remember. Um, so,
2: but if if we can get a, if we can get a short rest, that's pretty much what I'm going to try and do. Is the cap the captain
1: kind of pipes was like, I want to go check out my ship. I mean, those yeah. bastards are fucked off, so I want to go check out my ship and see if it's all right. And we do have medical supplies on board if you want to come you know, use some of them, but you can then help us put this thing back together, but she turns on Von Breck because this is your fucking fault.
2: I'll be honest, like, I did actually, you know, kind of, like, say to fire the, ca- uh, the the cannon, so, like, I feel like I'm a little bit responsible. Um, like, if we're gonna go and talk about, like, you know, you know, what we want, like, I would have loved not to gotten hit by a sword here, here, and there's a bit me my back that's bleeding that I can't touch, so, like, before we go back out into the forest where there could be more of these bleeding things, I think, honestly, we should have a little bit of a, like, just calm the nerves, have a little bit of, like, whiskey if you got it. Like, just a couple of seconds won't, won't hurt, you know? Uh, the kind of ship's like- going to be out there. Like, they're not in one piece, obviously, but probably at the bottom yeah. of the ocean. But well, it's going to
3: be there. We, al- we also don't know where that other one went. She disappeared that way, but she could be back at any time. So I think we, should, we shouldn't we should hang around here.
1: The, uh, the crew looked, looked terrified of the idea of stuff in the jungle and also stuff coming back here. And they're looking- General level of terror. They're just like shitting themselves. Like you, you realize now that these are not crack mercenaries. These are just like yeah. a shipping group. Um, like the, the captain is hardy enough and she's hardy enough for the rest of them. But these aren't well accomplished mercenary dudes. You don't hire these as hard guns as such. They're just sailors. Um, the captain's like, well, I mean, we could make um go from our ship. It's not that far away. It'll take us a half an hour to get there. I think we might have already dealt with all of the problems. And she's kind of looking up in at the ceiling and looking at the kind of the, the areas that you might think the Yuanti come come out of. Um, mm-hmm. I'm for all oh, making my way. We can protect you if it needs be, love. It's gonna be fine. And I mean, Sam von breakers was like, "No, yeah, don't worry, about it. I mean, I've got you back. You've you've got ours plenty of times, and you know, we'll we look after you." Um, and like unfortunately, like, he's not a healer, so he kind of looks a bit sheepish about the whole thing. But he's like, oh, "I've got my magic, and we can definitely look after you." And and, and Veronica's standing there, and she's just like nodding, and you can see the green gore just down her face and all over her clothes. And she just she's calmer now, and she's kind of her vampiric form has reformed into that of a kind of a, a porcelain doll-like face, and she's just nodding. Um, and the captain starts to make for the the kind of the exit.
2: So, how long does it take for it to quickly bind wounds and all that stuff? Um, I mean, do you have a medical kit? No, I'm just gonna need. I've got me disguise kit that probably has a needle. And I've got a bit of tread on me, <laughs> So I'm literally just going to, obviously, I, I've done this before, like, you know, with okay. worse stuff. And I'm just going to, if I can get a short rest, I'm going to just get some, uh, use Well,
1: the... if you want, what you can do for me is you can give me a medicine check to see if you <laughs> patch yourself up for a couple of hit
2: <laughs>
1: I'll allow that at least, if you're going to try and this needle and tread. So wrong.
2: Well, it's just the, the role-playing aspect of sure doing the, the rolling the dice to get back to the, the, the short rest. Like, that's, that's all.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, I gotta run to the loo while you're doing that
0: there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, no worries, but uh, like um again, as much as they're saying they're gonna protect us, like where were they? Well, they were there in that fight, but I've got wounds to say that if I get more of the same yeah. their protection again, I'm not gonna survive. So that's why I'm very much for the first time being very kind of like no. Anyway, um so what was it, survival or medicine? Medicine. You medicine oh, so. Well it's, it's, you get off that one. Yes, it was rolling, <laughs> skidding along a wall to it hit the bottom. Rolled to a nineteen. Oh,
1: nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You retain. You get back with uh, me. Where's my fucking Ten points of damage. Ten points a hit. I, hit, I, hit I, I
2: will gladly. I was on. I'm on half hit points. Nice. Yeah. On take nineteen. So I gladly ten is enough to survive. Yeah, take ten.
1: Oh. Um, you, you as pan. you're walking, you you're watching it as like Lo is like needling and treading it, like and just. Kind of and he's doing it quite well and you can see like the needlework is fantastic um clearly something he picked up in prison um and you do heal up for 10 hit points Uh the the trek like you notice gray as you're walking like as you're listening out with your cat ears that your passive perception the noise in in the forest those noises that you're hearing they're lesser now there's none and like while there are some bits of wildlife and you see birds flying overhead um it's, it seems to be calmer and quieter. You even feel that the magic is starting to dissipate. And Zilzara, you feel this as well as this Mingna, but it's not as heavy. And even as you're traipsing back through the jungle path and up over that tree trunk and out towards the beach, um, you break through the, the tree line and you see being kind of like out, you see the, the the remnants of the rowboats that are kind of half like the melted water now as they're kind of sloshing into the, into the beach and one of the rowboats is missing and you see a small crew trying to kind of tie up with large kind of grappling hooks, the, the far end of another ship to another as they try and grapple them together. And two two very small crews try to get those two large mercenary ships out of this bay and away from this island. Um, you're all standing on the beach. It, there's a calmness to the air and you've just been through weirdness and snake people and a tropical jungle that came out of nowhere that's got no explanation to it. The magic in the air feels wrong to all the magic users in the group. It's like, this should not be here. Um, can Zalzara and Gray give me a history roll, please? A history check.
4: As soon as you started talking about this tropical island in the cold place, all I could see was Cardi B going, that's suspicious. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: that's weird.
0: Oh, oh 23. Nice. Uh,
3: Good, go because I got a five.
1: Um, Gray, you're kind of just listening to the waves, very similar to when you were in the hold of the ship and you could just hear the, the ocean. You're starting to get used to this. Surroundings. The, the ocean is starting to become a little bit normal to you. You're kind of acclimatizing to it.
0: Right. And
1: you close your eyes a bit and you reach out with your senses again. And just on the edge, you can feel something weird. Like this whole place should not be here. You know that. Uh-huh. And you can just about touch with that high of a fucking roll. You can literally reach out and touch the fabric that controls this area of magic. And you sense that this whole island is from a different realm. It's not from this part of the world, not part of this part of Faerun. And you remember back to you when you rolled, when, you, when I asked you to roll the history about the Yangtze and who yeah. you knew about it, you yeah. know that there's certain parts of this world that they're from, and they are tropical climates. They're, 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 their temples are known to populate these different parts of the world, and it's definitely not here. and as you look around and look at the foliage and look at the the land this is not native to here it's native to somewhere else in the world but yet it's been teleported and moved here as if by magic and as you're thinking this the group are all standing there some of the crew from the ship are bailing into the boats the captain is looking over the rowboats of the mercenaries for any kind of loot or treasure or anything like that and she see her pick up an oar and a hook every now and again and a, a blade and toss it back in you all turn as the conch shell on mingna's hip crackles to life and you hear clear as day a large gruff voice pierce through the air captain we have broken orbit We have found your signal and we are incoming. Prepare for our landing. And Ming-Na just picks up the shell and is like looking at it and then looks to the sky. And as you follow her gaze, you see a glint of silver that grows bigger and bigger and bigger. Catching in the midday sun, you see this huge airborne vessel a ship sails billowing as it falls from the sky as if it's plummeting towards you gaining faster and faster and faster growing larger and larger bigger than any ship you've ever seen bigger than any of the ships that you've seen on the ocean it's long it's sleek it's pointed at the front um the sails are whipping backwards there's three sails one large one two smaller ones Silver, it's like it's the whole thing is just made of silver uh, as it glints and gleams in the sunlight, hurtling towards this small island that you're all standing on. And some of the crew freak out and kind of start running and trying to, some of them sort of bury themselves, some of them jump into the ocean, some of them try to swim out towards the boat. Some of them get into the robots, start rowing as fast as they can, but you're all standing there, struck dumb by this sight, as the silver spear plummets from the sky at a full tilt and at an impossible rate, you don't know how it managed to do this, but it just all of a sudden stops and pulls itself upright and just kind of swings around and floats and skids to a halt in the air above the island, floating about 60 feet above you. You feel the wash of air (laughs) as it kicks up all the dust and dirt on the beach, um, debris, the rowboats are blown to one side, as the the whole area around you just gets this gust of wind from the kind of the landing of, well, hovering landing of the Silver Spear. And it just hangs there above you in the air. Ming-Na is just like looking up at it, an ecstatic smile on her face, as she holds the conch shell up you all are looking at each other as a large gangplank extends out and drops down, hovering just above the sand steps appearing in it. As you watch as this six and a half foot tall, broad, broad, shaped like a Dorito, basically, um, half orc. Bald apart from a a, a white ponytail at the back of his head, that's kind of tied up into a top knot, um, large white mutton chop sideburns, his tusks kind of sharpened to a point that jut out from his mouth, Um, a leather waistcoat over a white kind of large-collared billowing shirt that is tucked at the sleeves, his large muscular arms covered in tattoos, a large blade, kind of a, a cutlass on his left hip, uh, tied to a belt, then there's a holster, what looks like you think is a crossbow as he comes kind of trundling down the gangplank but at further inspection it just looks like a series of pipes that have all been connected together That a large handle coming at the end of it it's sitting in the holster um, blade strapped to his boot and a large belt kind of strung across that has blades on it on his chest he kind of bounds down the gangplank lands in the soil uneasy at first kind of catching his footing and then runs towards Ming-Na stopping short just as he gets in front of her you see him as he towers over her and he kind of like looks it down at her, and then catches himself and stands to attention. He's like, "Captain, we have come." And that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. So <laughs>
0: um,
1: Thank you for sticking with us, folks. Uh, slightly longer than usual, just slightly. Um, we hope you've enjoyed that episode. Um, hope you guys had fun uh, on the tropical island of death. Um, <laughs> Um, but you know, thank you. I Hope you uh, enjoy playing that. I uh, love loads of fun. That was, fun. It. Um, that was, that was
2: fun. That was deadly. Um, I was so, hoping, for, yeah, I was hoping for a moment because Lopan does have an Hawaiian shirt. Um, <laughs> it's dusty now, yeah. but I was waiting for a moment. Mm-hmm. But every time I was thinking of doing it, there was a noise or something. I was like, no, because they're just it's just going to go for me. I'm going to be that one that's like back in a second, and as I'm getting changed, oomph. Cause snakes go for rabbits you know it's like we're tasty apparently
1: mm. um so the silver spear has arrived Woo. your first sight of a spelljammer, it's a crazy sight to see Um. we will pick this up next month on the next episode of sorcery and shenanigans don't forget to enter into the competition question uh, answer the question below who is the author of the uh heroes of the hall series the Drisdard Word warden books um Pop below in the comments, share the video on social media and tag Irish Podcast, and you'll be in a chance to win those two phenomenal, I'll show them to you again, volumes of The the Legend of Drisdor Werden, uh, Volume 1 and 2. Uh, very hard to come by comic books. Thank you so, so much for uh, Dublin City Comics for sponsoring us and giving us those giveaway prizes. Um, until next time, folks, we have been Podcast Plays d d with Sorcery and Shenanigans. I've been your DM Wayne. Say, say goodbye, people. That's been bye Jill. People. That's bye, smile. people. Yeah, bye, that's people. Uh, folks, stay safe, <laughs> look after yourselves. Until the next time, take a handy. Bye-bye, bye bye.
0: Later. I'm right. Woo. No.